I'm Jeremy Greer. There'll be peace when you are done. I'm Chris Mosier. Lay your weary head to rest. I'm a whole new level of freak. Don't you cry no This is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast where we're covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And Chris, we have three fantastic episodes this week to talk about. I am so excited. I know you're excited. Tell me how excited you are. What's your I didn't. Level? I didn't know that I was walking into my favorite episode of all time, and I just did. You know, so <laughs> some of the, the the most emotional scenes in all of Supernatural are going to take place, uh, and you're 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 going to hear all about it, listener. So put your pants on because shit's about to get wild. Yes, yes, things are going to get wild. Uh, before we do that, let's, let's talk about uh, our listeners for a little bit and how none of them have good clothes. They're all dressing very poorly. And uh, we, have, we have taken steps to go to monsteroftheweek.cool slash store or maybe shirts. I don't I know. Shirts. I think it says shirts at the top. And uh, yeah, and then you, you guys can get some better clothes, get some better threads. Get some, I got the yeah. super soft version of our dark side shirt. Just so if, if everybody's curious, yeah. super comfy, super soft. Uh, you just got to live your life. It, you had to pay a little bit extra money. We don't set the prices for these things, but the extra soft nope. seemed kind of worth it. We we don't set the prices. We barely make money on them. <laughs> so just, That's uh, true. It's just basically the just there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're only doing it because we wanted the shirts. Like that's the only reason that we're doing. You're this. not wrong. Um, if there's, if you don't want shirts, if you want a coffee cup, you can get a coffee cup. Uh, the site that we're on has like a bunch of different bullshit that you can buy, like phone cases and a lot of other stuff. If there's something that you're craving, you don't see it on the store. Add me on Twitter. I'll just add it directly for you. I've already done that once for somebody for one of our listeners. So just add me on Twitter. I'll hook you up. I just didn't feel like going through and like setting all the defaults for like. Keychains and yeah. wall art. <laughs> I don't know your own custom amiibo of Dean Winchester. What? Which I've now said out loud, and now kind of want a custom amiibo Dude, of Dean Winchester. I, I was at a comic book store this weekend, and I saw a Sam Winchester like figure, and it wasn't like a Funko Pop or anything. Mm-hmm. It was an actual figure, and I looked at it, and I thought, "This is a whole new level of freak." This thing was so <laughs> ugly. Like, they clearly could not use Jared Padalecki's likeness. It looks like somebody drew a foot and then put eyes on it. How many points of articulation does it have? Is it posable? Like, can I? I, do, I don't. I think it might just be a. It might, <laughs> it might just be a statue. I don't know. It was pretty small, but it was a. Oh. It was a goddamn Sam Winchester figure. And for a second, I, I entertained the idea of buying it. it. Yep. Yeah. But it was thirty dollars, yep. and I was like, this this foot looking motherfucker isn't worth thirty dollars. So. No. No, you don't. Want, <clears throat> you don't want that foot on your shelf. Get this. Get those feet off your get shelf. Those Chris. feet off my shelves. Don't need them. Um. So yeah, go go check out that site, monsterdweek.cool slash shirts, and um, I'm I'm assuming that, that that link works. I haven't actually, or go just go to monsteroftheweek.cool and then go to the shirts link. Yeah, you can find it on the um, homepage. That's how I did it. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. find my own shirt. It's very easy. Very very easy. Yeah, <laughs> go to your own website to go to your own shirts. Also, uh, but the, check if, that out. They're if very there's nice. a and, uh, if there's a particular podcast art that you like and you want to see it on a t-shirt, let us know because maybe we can make it happen. We can definitely make that happen. We've put uh, our fan favorite up there, and we Chris custom created the one that uh, uh, Chris was talking about. The do you want me to go dark side or something? Yeah. Which I think came out pretty well, but I think only think that because I am the one that made it. So <laughs> well, I agree with you. Reason. So. <laughs> 
Uh, meanwhile, let's talk about these episodes. We're covering season four, episodes three, four, and five this week. Uh, these are, as Chris mentioned at the start of the show, two extremely emotional episodes, and then one episode that's just kind of a fun one. Just, it's just, just a, it's just kind of a, a little bl- it's just it's like silly. a little uh, palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the ginger of uh, this Winchester sushi dish that we're about to go. Okay, yeah. Consume. <laughs> you willing to walk with me on that? I'm, on that metaphor? I'm there. I'm right, bes- I'm right beside you. So, first up is In the Beginning, written by Jeremy Carter, directed by Steve Boyum. Uh, oh, wait. I'm sorry, Chris. I, I almost skipped over some very hard work that your <laughs> friend of the show, Jess, put in for us. Can you, can you up, re-catch thanks, us Jess. up on what's been happening in, in, in the world of Monster of the Week so far? No sweat. <laughs> Dean's back and hunkier than ever. Sam's gone dark side or something. Castiel doesn't understand mm-hmm. personal space, but is rocking the hell out of that overcoat. And Bobby's doing everything in his mm-hmm. power to keep the Winchesters from tearing each other apart. Business as usual. Shout outs. Thank you, friend of the show, Jess. Appreciate Thank that. you so much. Now, uh, in, the in the beginning, written by Jeremy Carver, <laughs> directed Steve Boyum, Dean is sent back in time and meets his parents when they first fall in love. He also encounters his grandfather, who may be hiding a secret that is key to Dean and Sam's mission. Dun, dun, dun. That seems... That last sentence seems totally inaccurate. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember anything about that. <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> That's, that's fine. It's okay. Also, have you are you you're, are you watching these on Netflix? Yes, I have now. I have now shifted to Netflix. Okay, so I, I've been watching these on Netflix as well, and uh, Netflix is just spoiling the hell out of this episode. Like in the third one that we're going to cover, monster movie, it just straight up says that it's a shifter in the description, and I'm like, they kind of wait to tell yeah. you that throughout the entire episode. Like you learn that in the last ten minutes. Yeah, it's the whole. Which is like, yeah, come on, Netflix, you're better than that. Are you? Are you Netflix? If it's it's better than. I don't know. Netflix is crazy these days. It's all about original content, all right? Hey, Netflix, if uh, you need someone to write those episode descriptions, at me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> at, at MOTWcast, <laughs> I guarantee you me and Chris can come up with better episode yeah. descriptions for you. Definitely. <laughs> no question. I'm not, I'm actually 100%, if anybody's listening, knows anybody at Netflix, let me, let, me, let us know. I'm, I'm, I, I would, I would absolutely do that. <clears throat> so, let's start out. Uh, this is, these two episodes that we're going to talk about are, are, are linked. We're all going to talk about, you know, Sam's feelings. Uh, and it starts with Sam fucking up again mm-hmm. about sneaking out to meet uh, Ruby. Mm-hmm. And it's we only get, like, Sam's barely in this episode. We're going yeah. to get in, like, this little scene where he leaves and then a scene at the very, very end. And that's it. Uh, this is going to be a Dean-centric episode. But, yeah, he even though he's only in it for a minimum amount of time, he's maximum fucking up. <laughs> like, <that's laughs> he's, no he's fucking up as much as you possibly could in, in total 15 seconds screen time. Um, it's also, pretty I, impressive. Starting from here on out, I just always picture Sam wearing a black leather jacket. However, he never wears a black leather jacket, but just like, he's like a he's dark side or something. Like he's, he's a bad guy now. So he's wearing a black leather jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't know. have a, a like a goatee, like a little like a little <laughs> shitty mustache. They probably were like, Jared, so we were thinking for your character, you know, Dean's been gone for a while. What about a little facial hair? He's like, Yeah, like Sam starts to grow a beard. Like, I could see that, you know, he's he's kinda letting it go a little bit more. Well no, we were thinking more of a uh, just maybe like a goatee mustache situation. How do you feel about that? Okay, no. All right, well <laughs> Okay, no, no. What about this black? Uh, it's jacket? probably just baby face Padalecki just can't grow any facial hair, right? <laughs> True. I've seen <laughs> that dude with a beard. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Um, so after Sam leaves, Castiel shows up and, uh, to, next to Dean's sleeping. Yeah. His bed, Dean, which Dean opens his eyes and he's just like, I had that dream again. And then he turns and he's like, oh, it wasn't a dream. 
<laughs> uh, and then Castiel just like boops him on the forehead, and it's like you have to stop it. And, yeah. Uh, like Dean wakes up in like a different place, and as we as the uh, description kind of laid out for us. He has gone back in time, and although Dean doesn't quite know this yet, he kind of stumbles around, goes into a coffee shop, and sits down beside an extremely young John Winchester. Because, man, like apparently you just age a hundred thousand years in between, like you being twenty and then you yeah. being forty in the supernatural yeah. universe. I think that this the dude actress, is the most baby face I've ever seriously. seen in my life. <laughs> the actress who plays Mary, <laughs> I think um, they they look a lot alike. Uh, again, mm-hmm. we should have remembered their names, um, but I think that they cast her really, really well. She looks like the adult Mary, um, but yeah, John, like, yeah. a good-looking dude. I think he plays the role fine, but he just looks like no, he, nothing like John. <laughs> but nothing at all like John. But regardless of <laughs> Which that, is fine. You don't, you don't. He just, you know, he doesn't have to do that, and like that's not the that's not it doesn't really matter in the show. I think he actually does a pretty good John Winchester based on everything that we find. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but this episode's fun. It's it. It's fun to go along with Dean when you first watch it and don't know that he's going back in time if you don't read the Netflix description or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It's, I mean, and it, even once you do know that, I, I had a really good time going along with the steps of Dean figuring out where he is, what's going on, um, the case that he gets wrapped up in. It's just a lot of fun to, to go along with, even if it doesn't necessarily uh, have a, a ton of value in like the actions themselves. But when I, we were, you know, messaging mm-hmm. back and forth about the episode before I had watched this and I was saying, yeah, it's stupid, but it's good. But as I was watching it, I'm just thinking, no, this is just really good. <laughs> like, this is just fun to this watch. Is, this is a really good episode. Like it's anytime you have time travel, like it's, it's going to be real easy to get into some crazy time travel shenanigans and set up paradoxes that the characters can't solve. So they have to go into different universes yeah. or whatever. Uh, so the way that you get around that from a narrative point of view is to set it up so that the person who's traveling in time ends up basically making all of the stuff happen that they went to back in time to fix. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what happens. They don't call it out specifically, but I, I left this episode thinking that, yep, Dean Chester, Dean Winchester pretty much caused all this bad shit to happen. <laughs> like he's the reason that Sam is drinking demon blood. He's, you know, all he's the reason John Winchester is became a hunter. He's the reason that uh, his mom died. Like, it's all because Castiel sent Dean back in time to, to, yeah. to watch what happened. That's what I was have always kind of thought that, oh, okay, mm-hmm. so you know, Dean's the one who picked up the Impala. Dean did all of these things. He caused this chain of events because Castiel sent him back. But it, through our discussion about it briefly in, in our messages, um, it started to occur to me that maybe this is not actually back in time. This is not the reality of it. It's Castiel teaching Dean a lesson. Um, which he does discuss a little bit at the end, saying that, hey, he's saying you have to stop it, but showing even if you go back here to stop it, it still can't happen. It has to be done in the present because this is fate, and you have to accept your destiny and all this stuff, and we'll get to that as we go through the episode. Um, but I, yeah, I always just thought, okay, yeah, so Dean, Dean got sent back in time, and this is why everything's so fucked up, um, but I think that everything still would have happened the same way whether he was there or not. It's not you know, the timelines aren't that looped closely together, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I guess that's up for interpretation. I'm, I very much prefer the idea that Dean Winchester calls his own mystery. <laughs> yeah. That just kind of sums up Dean Winchester to me. It like, definitely even, does. Like, unknowingly. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, Castiel would be to blame for that, right? Or whatever, yeah. like, whoever's giving Castiel orders, which we'll get to in, like, 2018. But, uh, well, yeah, you know, like, like it's... I feel like Dean Winchester is the cause of all of his own misery. Just real quick, the actress that plays uh, Mary Winchester is Amy Guminick, I think is how mm-hmm. you pronounce her name. And uh, she's kind of a reoccurring character on the show Arrow. Do you watch that show? 
Era. I did briefly, but I'm not. I'm not very far into it. Mm. She plays a villain called Cupid. That, uh, <laughs> as you might imagine, ninety percent of all of Green Arrow's villains like also use bows, bows and arrows for some reason. Sure. So uh, she's like like a like a like just hugely crushing on the Green Arrow and is awful. <laughs> I hate that character. She's like so terrible. But she's great in this. I absolutely adore young Mary Winchester in this. Yeah. She's great in this. Um, like I said, I think that she actually does capture Mary very well. Uh, and there's another character in here who captures another character very well. But again, we'll save that, I guess, for a little bit later. But um, Castiel just keeps... Baby, baby Sperm Dean, you mean? Yes, Baby Sperm Dean. <laughs> now, uh, they, they, uh, Castiel keeps saying you have to stop it. But he doesn't really say what Dean has to stop, right? Mm-hmm. No, he never. He, we won't really figure that out until the very, very end of this. And in fact, it may be into the next episode. And uh, we have a big confrontation that I can't wait to talk about. Uh, meanwhile, so Dean has wandered into this uh, like diner, like picture the Twin Peaks diner, mm-hmm. like it almost looks exactly like the same set. Um, sits down, and then yeah, he's just sitting beside John Winchester, and he realizes that he's traveled back in time, and he's kind of like freaked out about the whole thing. Yeah. And they have this, um, they have this kind of weird connection, but they don't understand why. Or Dean just keeps staring at him. Yeah. Um, he's like, okay, yeah. Dean, Dean looks like he, like the the least subtle gay guy in the 1960s that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. He's just staring at young John Winchester, going like, man, this dude. Um, but they so I can't quite remember the exact sequence of events, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, like, he just asks John basically, is, uh, like, "Where am I?" Had a crazy night, and then he sees the yeah. newspaper and mm-hmm. realizes what year he's in. Um, kind of stares at his at his dad for a little while, and then eventually he just kind of takes mm-hmm. off because he's like, "This is really weird." Jensen carries it all really well too. The the shocked kind of like he really shocked is like the best word for it. He just cannot like. F- fathom where he is like and, and how that he's speaking to his dad but just hearing the name and seeing this face that he doesn't even recognize he just is, he's still able to tell that it's his father dean plays this uh fish out of water character very very well yeah just about every single circumstances they put him in and this is you know we, we've seen dean do stuff like this before like in the uh opening episode of season two where he was, you know, a ghost, basically. Um, yeah. Or on death's door, more or less. Uh, so, But this, neither situation is very funny, but Jensen seems to be able to, to get some, like, physical humor out of it, which I really mm-hmm. appreciate. Yeah, it's all good. Um, then he just stalks John for, like, the rest of the episode, right? <laughs> He's straight up. <laughs> He's straight up. We get some, like, classic looking through the windows thing, yeah. too. I really like he it. He stalks him to, like, the car but, uh, dealership, tells him to buy the Impala. Yep. The guy's like, are you following me? Yeah. <laughs> Can you please leave me alone? <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah, and then he uh, follows him know, when he goes on a date probably, with Mary. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then um, literally out loud says to himself, wow, mom is a babe. And throughout this episode, he is just blown away by how pretty his mom is. And it's a little weird. And uh, I think that I really think the problem I have with this, I don't really care about the incest thing or like, I don't think Dean wants to bang his mom. I'm not going to go there, but like, there's something about the dialogue choice here of mom as a babe, which is really weird to me. Like, remember that the last time Dean saw his mom, he was what, like three, yeah. right? Four, three or four years old. And so he hasn't seen a lot of pictures of his mom because, you know, his house burned down when she burned on the ceiling. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure that he would be completely blown away by her beauty. Like if you see a picture of your mom when she was young and you're like, holy shit, like, 
wow, mom is beautiful. I just, the mom is a babe thing just comes and he says it multiple times. And the next episode, they show it in the previously on. (laughs) Like, is that like, is it like a reference to like back to the future or something that we're not picking up on? Like why it's, it's a little dirty. I feel you. It's, it's a little, it's a little dirty. Especially, especially (laughs) that he's like, he's saying to himself like, Oh, Sammy, wherever you are, you're not going to believe this, but mom's a babe. Like, he's like, I can't wait to tell my brother that our mom is hot. (laughs) Come on, Dean. I'm looking at the uh, trivia for the episode, and there's uh, there are four Back to the Future references, but none of them involve babes or thinking that your mom is Oh, hot, goodness. So. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she, he follows... Uh, he follows John to a date with Mary, and... Um, as he's watching his mom and his dad go on this date, like he's staring at them through a window. All of a sudden she gets up to go to the restroom or something. You don't see her for a little bit. And then she just comes and gets the drop on him and basically like kicks his ass, like yeah. in a way that I totally did not expect the first time I saw this episode. Yeah, she, she whoops down on that boy. Yeah. And Dean realizes that she very pretty quickly that she's a hunter. She's wearing some sort of like weird bracelet thing with a bunch of charms on it. That mm-hmm. is whatever like did you see this thing it's got uh like the looks kind of like a devil's trap or like the tattoo that they have uh i mean mm-hmm. i thought that they probably should have known about that sooner like other hunters should have known about that sooner if this girl was just walking around with the damn charm bracelet but um i guess that's that's yeah. enough to to give it away also the fact that she was just beating the shit out of him but uh yeah i mean that's that's quite a revelation for dean to find out in this moment that his mom was a hunter because as we know, Sam was his aware dad of something. Definitely isn't. Yeah, his dad has no idea, and we know that Sam knew there was some sort of connection from the end of season three. It was brought up a little bit um, with Ruby saying, "You know what happened to all your mom's friends, all that." Uh, but yeah, this is Dean's. This is the first time Dean has known this, and as a viewer, I remember really being shocked the first time. Like, no fucking way! It was it was Mary who was the hunter, not John. <laughs> No doubt, man. This was crazy. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know why I just assumed. But, like, I think that it was just such a a left turn that I didn't expect that it, it comes out as a, as a surprise. But you had to figure, like, John had to learn this shit from somewhere. So Yeah. And I wonder if uh, he had any idea of any of it before Mary died. And I don't know if they ever really go into that. Because I always just pictured it as, you know, this horrible unexplainable event happened to his wife so he became obsessed and he he went down the path of a hunter uh basically Mm -hmm. out of nowhere and because of his obsessive nature within the course of 10 years he was able to you know become basically like one of the best but did mary the best in his own mind yeah did did mary you know clue him into anything we don't know I'm struggling because let, let's just say that some of this stuff gets resolved later. We're not going to talk about it for a really long time, but if you're out there and you've caught up to all of the, you've watched every single episode of supernatural, like four or five times, some of this stuff does get answered, but for now we, we don't actually know any of this stuff. True. Um, uh, so he gets invited back to the Winchester house and introduces himself as Dean Van Halen. Oh, they're the, which uh, is, the Campbells, right? The Campbells, excuse me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said Winchester, but yeah, definitely the Campbells. Um, and uh, his grandfather, Mary's dad, is played by Mitch Pileggi, mm-hmm. which, who is a great actor. Like, that dude is awesome. Walter Skinner everything from The X-Files. Did. Yep, yep, yep. Lots of X-Files DNA. We actually have quite a few X-Files references in these next three episodes, yeah, which is kind of fun. Uh, but I just, I really like Dean Van Halen. I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just good stuff. Because I, I kind of feel like 
because he's in like 1973, I kind of assumed Van Halen was around then. I just kind of considered them an old band. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, I, it's funny I, that his grandfather, you know, is Mary's father is named Samuel. Um, and you're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. so Sam is named after him. And then you get the grandmother named Deanna. Yep. Like, that just Deanna. doesn't do... do <laughs> Do people do that when they're like naming after their parents? They're like, okay, well, you would think, you would think Mary and John have the conversation. If we have kids, if we have a girl, or we'll name her Deanna. If we have a boy, we'll name him Samuel. And then they had their first boy, and they're like, let's call him Dean. <laughs> and Just call him Dean, absolutely. And not go with I Samuel. I feel like that they, uh, if- that they would have given the rights to name the kid to the grandmother, right? Like it was the grandmother's choice of True. like, well, we we were kind of thinking Adam or you know maybe Charles, and she's like, nope, gonna name him after me. Yeah. It's Deanna. It's it's time for Dean. That always felt like a little bit of a silly little touch to it, like because I don't know, mm-hmm. like if if the grandmother's name was Samantha, then you'd be like, okay, you take Samuel from that, but Deanna to Dean, sure. like I don't know, it's just a stretch to it's me. A, for it's some a bit reason. of a stretch, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay, um, I um. When my mom was pregnant with my eldest sister, um, my stepdad kept saying that um, if it was a boy, that he wanted to name him Thor, which was always just a, a pretty big, you know, obviously a joke. Like, this was before, like, there were Thor movies, right? Yeah. Like, this was, yeah. like, the early 90s or whatever. Uh, and then I, so I would always ask, like, what what, what about if she's a girl? What are you going to name her? And he would always respond with Thorette. <laughs> and for some reason, that just cracked me up. <laughs> like, like, like 10-year-old Jeremy thought that was the funniest shit that he had ever heard in his life. That's some, de- that's some <laughs> something about Thorette. Great material for a 10-year-old, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's good stuff. Um, so, yeah, Mitch, or excuse me, Dean Van Halen uh, is introduced to his family. And, uh, yeah, like, they... The, the grandpa is very, very, uh, well, what's the word? Wary of hunters. Yeah, he wants nothing um, to do with And just basically wants to, wants to kick Dean out. Dean says that he's, you know, working a job. Um, but, you know, and obviously grandpa is working a job, too. And grandpa doesn't want Dean to be anywhere near this thing. And luckily, grandma's there. And grandma's like, well, let's let's go ahead and feed him. Let's get him to dinner. Let's give him some food. And so they all yeah. sit down at the, at the family dinner. Let's get dinner, this, this hunk nice. some grub. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this hunk some grub. <laughs> Yeah, this is a. Uh, I, I like this scene. I think all of this stuff works extremely mm-hmm. well. And around here is when we start to find out that Mary does not want to be a hunter. She's like feels like she's trapped in that life because she grew up with it even more so than Sam and Dean. Um, because it's like both of her parents are hunters. Probably everybody they know are hunters. Uh, she was just born and raised from the very beginning to be this, and she doesn't really want that. And, and it's John is like the good boy who is in her words everything a hunter is not he is like everything in her eyes that is like good and normal and pure and hunter is the opposite of that john winchester who we know as like nothing but a hunter barely a dad this revenge driven obsessed crazy person who is everything a hunter is not according to mary and that's why she loves him so much (laughs) and that's what makes it so much like more tragic, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, to see the path that he eventually goes down, to see the life that Sam and Dean both have to live. It's like everything that their mother didn't want for any of them is exactly what they got with. Yeah, it's it's super sad and depressing, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, everything that this woman is trying to do with her life is is just doesn't happen. In fact, it's literally like a monkey's paw wish. Of <laughs> like, just everything that you could have, go- could have gone wrong did. Yeah, not great. Um, 
Grandpa is, or Samuel, we should probably just use names, uh, is is working this job and doesn't want to let Dean into it, but Dean kind of sneaks sneaks in the job anyway. We get this really great scene of Sam, and, excuse me, Samuel and uh, Mary as Samuel's pretending to be a priest and visit this uh, grieving mother. So, like, I guess <laughs> just, you know, abusing, <laughs> grieving people is yeah. in that Winchester family. Yeah, blood. throughout generations, um, they're just they're just taking advantage of, of mourning people. And uh, they, so Samuel knocks on the door, and who is there but Dean in full priest outfit, which... I'm not, I just have to give Dean some props that he went back in time, presumably doesn't have a wallet, money, really anything, and has managed to steal a priest suit already. Yeah, nice. An <laughs> like, angel sends you back so in quick. time and you steal from a priest. <laughs> Way to go, Dean. Yeah, like, Castiel has to be looking at this and going, this is not what I this wanted is, you to do, I said, Dean. I said, <laughs> stop <laughs> the thing, but not steal from priests. Come on, dude. It's quit checking out your mom. pretend to be anybody. Uh... So, but so Dean has already done the cursory investigation, uh, but him and Mary spy this kid. I guess the setup here is that there was one of their kids that had died or the husband had died. Yeah, that's what it yeah, was. Yeah. The husband had died in this tragic accident that was kind of suspicious. Um, and they talked to the son and the son tells them that he was being abused by the dad. And that, so a guy came along and made a deal and it turns out to be the yellow eyed demon. Mm-hmm. So he signed away his soul to kill his abusive dad. No, that's what exactly Dean, what we've that's seen. That's what Dean thinks he did. I... I was under the impression that he was one of the the psychic kids, but wasn't psychic yet. And Yellow Eyes showed up. Oh no, I didn't to, get that to take out the mm-hmm. dad because he was going to kill the kid. Maybe I just made that up. But the, I didn't get that. The, I thought this was just like a no. The, the uh, kid insists like, that he didn't give up anything. He's like, because Dean is pushing him, saying, "What did he want? Like, what you had to make some sort of a deal with this guy? He didn't just do this for free." And the kid says, "No, he he didn't. He didn't want anything." Um. Which made me think that it was oh, maybe I wasn't, some sort of yellow eyes nonsense. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Somebody can correct us, because I wasn't paying good enough attention either. <laughs> All that matters is that yellow eyes is involved. <laughs> yeah, yellow eyes is involved. Um, and it, we should probably note, too, that like this, uh, this sets Dean on like a, basically like a rampage. Like Now he thinks he has the opportunity. Castiel has been telling him he has to stop it. So now he thinks that if he stops the yellow eyed demon here right now, he'll prevent all of this pain and suffering in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's, he's out to get it. And the first thing he goes to is the cult because in the future, he knows where the cult is. So that tells him like, okay, well I know where the cult is supposed to be right now. And I can go find this hunter and, and go get this cult. Yeah. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the progression of things. Yeah. Right? There's some, there's yeah. some talking back and forth. So, there's some Mary wants to run away, all that sort of thing. Uh, he kind of tries to convince Samuel, that he, he knows what's going on. He says his dad was a psychic. That's how he knows all of these things. Uh, <laughs> My dad can see the future. Yeah. He's got John's, uh, he's got John's journal, dad's diary. And, yeah, he's, um, he's got dad's diary. Is able to, uh, to, to kind of track everything that happened here back at, you know, in Lawrence back in the seventies. Um, stuff that his dad was able to retroactively and, learn. And Samuel asks, asks, he's like, well, how did he know about this? That happened two days ago. He's like, oh yeah, my dad can see the future. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, dude, sure. I will say that uh, Dean's uh, emotional state right now is really entertaining to watch. Like, it's... He is fired up and ready to go. Like, he is ready to kill some fucking demons. And it's really fun. Like, he is extremely intense. He tells Samuel, like, this demon killed my entire family. I've got to go get him. i got to go get him. 
he decides to like jet, like he's not going to use, he's not going to, you know, bring Samuel or Mary into this. And this is where they have the conversation about Mary not wanting, wanting to run away and get married right. to John and how she doesn't want to be Hunter. So, yeah. yeah. And she says um, like, <clears throat> she would never want this life for her children. And that's where Dean gets really sad. And there's that, the, the great move by, uh, by Jensen here, this delivery where he says, you know, on November 2nd, 1983, don't get out of bed. Like, just promise me you won't get out of bed. Um, no matter no matter what happens, no matter what you hear, just don't get out of bed. And I'm like, oh my god, damn, holy shit! Yeah, poor he, Dean. He's pleading, you know, <laughs> he, he's just trying to stop this thing from happening. And you know, it's uh, it's such a, an emotionally charged scene, and it's so such a small scene too. It doesn't linger on for too long because he's got a jet, he's got to go out the door. But he leaves this with with Mary, who has no idea what he's talking about, but she can feel like that emotion coming from him. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you don't know how well any of this is going to stick with her, but she seems like she really, she doesn't think he's crazy. She, she takes it to heart. So he, he does leave and he's going to go find, I don't remember the name of the guy that has the cult, but he's going to go to the hunter that has the yeah. cult. I don't really think Castiel shows so, up around uh, here, right? Yeah. So there, he, Dean is driving, which, um, Dean, where'd you get that car? <laughs> like, <laughs> did, they, did they send the Impala back with you too? Yeah. Castiel did not send <laughs> you back in time to just commit crimes. <laughs> That's all that Dean is doing. He was spying on, on you know, on unsuspecting people. He's been stealing priest clothes, and now he's stealing cars, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, typical. He's Dean about to steal a day. gun. <laughs> he's about to steal a gun. Uh, this conversation between Castiel and Dean is is really significant. Uh, Castiel says, you know, if you did change this, if you if you change the future, if you kill this yellow-eyed demon, that would mean that you won't become a hunter and that all of the people that you and Sam have saved won't be saved. Like they'll die. And and he, and and Dean absolutely knows it. He's like, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to make that sacrifice, which we know we're going to Dean's ability to sacrifice people or himself for his family is a very significant part of the show. And it, it, it never ever goes away. Like there's times where he doubts himself and then there's times where he doubts his faith in his family, but he still is willing to sacrifice just about anything to protect them. Like it goes, over and over again, he's going to repeat himself in these yeah, cycles. He, Castiel is like, don't you care that you all these people will die? And he says, oh, I care. I tried to write down the exact quote. Well, it's not exact, but he says, oh, I care. But these are my parents, and I'm not going to let them die again, not if I can stop it. And, you know, it's one of those very dramatic Dean moments where he's just, mm-hmm. I understand. please. Yeah. <laughs> As we've discussed many times before, there's some literal Dean please moments in the next few episodes. Um, but... As, as we've discussed, you know, Sam will do something thinking that he's doing the right thing, not fully understanding the consequences, whereas Dean will accept the consequences and still do the thing he feels like he has to do. You know, he acknowledges that this is not, not this is not a good thing that he might be doing, but it's good for his family, and he, he just needs this. So Dean goes and gets the Colt, which we're not going to spend any time on because it, it just, it's literally yeah. just him getting the guy the Colt lets him dude. steal it. <laughs> the guy literally lets him steal it. Another crime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mary realizes that this person that uh, Dean has in Dad's diary that he's mentioned the name is one of her close friends, one of her personal friends. So she says, "We have to go, and we have to go save him." Um, so Mary and Samuel go to this woman's house to try to rescue her. Um, I'm not quite sure. I believe this is the point where they actually meet the yellow eyed demon, but the yellow eyed demon, uh, before, so they all converge on this woman's house and the yellow eyed demon leaves. I think he's pretending they, um, to be a person of authority yeah. and it's, uh, like trying to convince her to do this demon deal or whatever. 
Dean shows up with the gun and then the demon like smokes out before yeah. uh before Dean can shoot her. Yeah. And then they go back to the uh Campbell's house. He kind of comes clean with Samuel. Um Mm-hmm. This is where Mary's like, I want to run away with John. Like she goes to John and says, like, get me out of this life. Like I can't deal with this anymore. Uh, and that's yeah. when Dean turns to Samuel, tells him, you know, spills the guts. Hey, I'm actually your grandson son from the future. You got to believe me. And um, he almost does, but actually, surprise, yep, surprise. It's actually <laughs> yellow eyes. Um, and yeah. once again, really, really good stuff here. <laughs> just the way that Jeffrey Dean Morgan did it. Uh, Mitch Pelegi here is able to pull off the yellow eyes. I don't want to call it swagger, but I guess it's kind of almost what it is. This way of being that he, this strange way he talks and, uh, he's able to do it so well that, you know, even when he's in a different body, you still know that that's yellow eyes. And, uh, it's really cool and it's very creepy and very effective. Um, he, he stabs himself in the stomach while having Dean tied hostage, basically being like, Hey, I'm killing your grandfather right now. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, does he kill Deanna as well in this exchange? I think yes. I think things yeah. don't so, go well. Um, yeah, it, it's this is pretty brutal and violent. Like the 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 shock that you get as because he he sounds accepting to Dean's story about being from the future and how this demon did all of this stuff and like he's you can tell he's interested and Mitch Pelegi just pulls this, pulls this off so well. Like infinite thank yous to Audrey by the way for making us actually go out of our way to remember <laughs> character actor names. Um, but yeah, he he pulls this off. Like he has that same weight and authority that you were talking about, right? Like the the, the John Winchester had when uh, the Yellow Demon <clears throat> possessed him. S- super great. Uh, ties Dean up after like knocking him out or something. I don't know. Or like holds telepathically holds him up against the wall or whatever. Uh, meanwhile, Grandma Deanna is in the background and she kind of hears some of the stuff, so she's gonna sneak over. And uh, the gun has gotten over there, but before she can get the gun and like, shoot him. Uh, he kills her in like a really vicious way, <laughs> like yeah. just slaps her fucking neck or something. Like it's it's not great. And Dean literally watching his grandparents die, right? Like this is so fucking sad for for Dean. Yeah. Why did Castile send it back to time to show so <laughs> him? It's not great. He's already seen watched his mo- his mom die. Yeah. He's already watched his dad die twice. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Things just aren't looking uh, looking up for Dean. Uh, I think it's they're not at all. It's really cool. Um, Mitch Pelegi, I always thought he, he's a really masculine actor, um, but I think he has, mm-hmm. has this really great, I, I don't know how else to put it, but like feminine air about him. Uh, some of his body mm-hmm. language comes off as just like, I guess it's pre-programmed in my head to just think this is this is feminine, but it works so well. And when he's doing it as, as yellow eyes, it makes him seem so menacing and dangerous. And again, I was Absolutely. I was thinking, trying to say, like, what is it about his, like, his performance? And I guess femininity is just what comes to mind. I and mean, it just makes him seem uh, just... Yeah, it's it's really interesting, and I love that the that adds to the character a lot. Can we just take just a brief pause, real quick, mm-hmm. and just talk about how fucking great all of this is? Like, I am <laughs> geeking out so hard while I'm watching yeah. this for the first time. Right? It's, like, this is holy shit! Like, we barely know anything about what happened to Sam and Dean before they were born, and now we know a lot. This of is like stuff. the like, origin this is all story. Mind blowing. Like we. This is the origin story. Yeah. <laughs> this is so good. This is when you find out, you know, it, it, we don't like the prequel movies necessarily, but you find out like, oh, Anakin Skywalker was this kid or whatever, you know, it was that came same kind of excitement mm-hmm. to like, oh, I'm going to learn that story finally. This is, this is the person who became Darth Vader. That's how you get it. Um, this is how all these pieces of this thing I love fell into place. Uh, and that's exactly what this is. And, you know, I never knew it was missing until now. 
And it's it's hard to remember too because I think this is episode number twenty seven, if I remember right. So we've been at this for about seven or eight months now, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to remember that this was a four year process. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It took us a long time to get here as the show was airing, and it's just incredibly significant that all of this stuff is happening. Dean is experiencing it. I also think it's very significant that Sam isn't here. I know I'm sounding like I'm wrapping up. We've still got like a good ten minutes in the episode. I just wanted to take a pause and just be like, ah, yeah. yeah, this is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you mentioned that Samuel stabbed himself in the stomach, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He, yeah. So he's done that and then killed grandma. And the only reason that the, the granddad is walking around is because you know he's still inhabited by the demon. Right. So the grandpa's dead, no matter what happens in this, the rest of this. <clears throat> and he, uh, it, things just get worse. So he, he pursues, <laughs> yeah. uh, Mary and John who are trying to flee, I mm-hmm. guess. And mm-hmm. they don't, you know, Mary, Mary doesn't have, she has no idea what's happened to her parents, of course. But her dad shows up and snaps John's neck and just kills him. She just kills John Winchester. Just a little twist of the old John neck. Winchester is dead on the ground. Also, just want to make note that this is definitely the same exact like place by the bridge in the background that we've seen twice now. Yeah, Super I know exactly like, what you're talking about. It's the same location. Yes. Um, <laughs> I feel like the only season that got, gets unique locations was like season two, maybe. It felt like they, they went out of their way yeah. to... Do, go on location and now they're just like nope it's not in the budget sorry uh <laughs> yeah that spot was good let's look at it from the southwest yeah. angle no one will notice <laughs> but mary being you know the quick person that she is immediately picks up that this is not her father um but to make a long story short i guess he he reveals himself to be the yellow eyed demon he uh, yep. who, that doesn't mean anything to her, really, because she's never met anyone like this. And is like, hey, I will bring your your uh, your friend here back to life because he's like he's breeding people. You know, he's not just like choosing mm-hmm. random children um, to you know be in his demon army that you know we've heard discussed for the last two seasons. He's he's picking people who he thinks are like excellent humans, like they have you know. Um, excellent blood or whatever genetics he's kind of like a nazi doctor here like just picking who he thinks is makes the best people um and so he just says you know he doesn't tell her that he's going to come for her baby but that's what he's implying we the audience we know that that's what he's implying but he's i'll bring i'll bring john back but in 10 years i'm gonna pay you a little visit and you just gotta let me do what i want to do nobody gets hurt i'm just gonna pay you a visit in 10 years i just need permission to come into your home do my little thing, and then I'll leave. And that's it. That's all you gotta do. Just just don't get in my way. Nobody gets hurt. And he does it in such a convincing way that you're like, okay, I probably would have done the same thing. Like, why wouldn't you? For like, some reason, I, like, believe him. Yeah. Even though I know all the horrible stuff it's gonna lead to. Like, I'm just like, yeah, okay, you bring John back. <laughs> he convinced me. And she does, to give... To give uh, Mary some credit, she does ask if she can bring her parents back as well because she realizes that you know her dad is, and her mom are, are both dead. Mm-hmm. And the demon says, "No, no, I'm, I'm only willing to do this." Yeah, because he can't get a demon child out of. Um, yeah, uh, this I, I never really put it together like that until you start talking about him like specifically breeding people with genetics that would probably be more receptive to his demon mm-hmm. blood or to you know that demon blood may activate some whatever latent psychic powers but this is very mr sinister by yeah. the way like this is like and i know you probably don't know who mr sinister is cuz he's a dumbass x-men character but this is exactly what mr sinister does with cyclops and jean gray like constantly that's why cyclops and jean gray has like 40 different kids and 40 different timelines <laughs> because they keep having kids. Mr. Sinister wants to steal them and then they have to put them in alternate timelines and like, and then ship they have them to have the new future kids. or to the past. 
And then they have to have a new kid because, you know, Cyclops is a fucking idiot 90% of the time. Don't even get me started on Cyclops. Sounds like Sam Winchester. Uh, there's some surprising similarities. Uh, I'm recording for like two hours about X-Men tomorrow, too, so it's fresh in my mind. Anyway, uh, so they do this deal, and uh, Chris, unfortunately, we all know how a, a demon deal is sealed, right? Mm-hmm, with a kiss, which makes it the creepiest kiss of all time because it's her father's body kissing down on her. Uh, and there's nothing yep. implied sexual about it in any way, shape, no. or form. But I think no, it is no. supposed to be, like, shockingly horrifying. Um, yes. Just to, to... I think it's definitely played for To shock. show the depravity of, like... You know, they humanize demons all the time to make them more interesting and fun. But when you take, like... Look at The Exorcist, for example. Like, the way they represent demons in that. Just these horrifying sexual, like... like or sexually deviant creatures from hell you know and that's not necessarily played here but it's it's definitely off-putting it's uncanny and it's it's really strange um it's a lot of negative things that make you feel uncomfortable and that's how demons should make you feel in fiction they should make you feel uncomfortable they should make you feel dirty and bad and that's exactly what yellow eyes does um and it's yeah it's gross and it's it's really effective and the way it's framed, too, uh, about this time, Dean shows up and he's driving to, I don't know how he knows where Mary Winchester is, but whatever, like, we're not going to worry about yeah. that. But he drives up and sees both, sees his mom and his grandpa making out with each other. Like, they're perfectly framed in the headlights. So, again, played for shock, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden, Dean is like, oh, no, not only do I know exactly what that means, but I know that she made a deal. I can probably guess what the deal is. But also, my grandpa and my mom are making out with each other, and that's super gross. <laughs> like, it's it's bad on a lot of different levels. <laughs> I gotta live with this now. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to go back to Sam and be like, you didn't see what I saw. Ma- it was gross. Mom was a babe and she made out with her dad. <laughs> it's really fucking weird. Um, um, but this is all... So yeah, at this point, yeah, they De- Mary and John just roll out, more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just leave. And then uh, Castiel brings Dean back to the future. Um, I guess I should be dropping that back in time song right, several times throughout this episode, <laughs> but I, I won't. Um... And then tells, and basically says, like, hey, you, now you understand you have to stop it. And he's like, what? I wasn't able to stop anything. He's like, no, no, you, Sam is gone. Like, you have to stop whatever he's doing. Like, he's up to some serious fucking business, and we need to get for him to stop mm-hmm. it. Um, and he says, if if you don't stop him, then, then we will. We, the angels and God yeah. and whoever, will stop your brother from doing what he's doing. Which, you know, Dean has been, like, a little bit suspicious to Sam, but as far as he... Knows like Sam hasn't been doing any of this crazy shit, so he's like, "Yo, holy fuck, what? <laughs> like, my dude, yeah, what's going Sam on?" Has speci- Sam has specifically told him that he's not doing any of that psychic crap to quit the show, mm-hmm. right? Like, he specifically told Dean that so for him to so he knows something. And, and Castiel says, "Like, your brother is up to no good. Uh, now you know everything that the angels know. Like, we don't know exactly what's happening or why the Eli Demons is doing this." So. I thought that was a pretty cool move on Castiel's part to say, like, no, I wanted to catch you up. Like, now you know the history of this. Now you know what's on the line. Yeah. Like, you, we have to do something about it. Because it's also telling them it's it wasn't just a a demon went into his brother's room because their house was haunted or something, you know, and, and bled into his mouth because whatever. This is something planned. This is something, like, long before Sam was even conceived. This is This was in motion. And that makes it somehow a lot more evil, you know, a lot more dreadful that, that this is something that has been in the works for a long time. Uh, and Sam, back in back in season two, 
yelling, does he know this demon's plan for me? Am I supposed to go dark side or something? <laughs> I mean, what what is the demon's plan for him? Is he supposed to go dark side? Like, this this whole this whole backstory has just shown as much as Sam isn't in it, it's still very much about him for what it's about to lead into. You know, this is the genesis of of how Sam got to be where he's at. And the show starts to suggest a sort of fate. Like none of it could be changed no matter what you do. And things are always gonna happen the same way no matter what you do. Um but yeah, now Sam needs to be stopped, as Castiel puts it. Yeah, and this is, um, <clears throat> I mean, this ends a really solid episode where there's there's no good vibes after this, no. right? Like we don't have the typical Sam and Dean joking with each other back and forth about like, oh wow, in this episode we learned whatever, and like there's no there's no release from the pressure. We talked about way way back in um, Croatoan. We talked about like what would happen if that episode had just ended when they wandered out and nobody was mm-hmm, and everybody was mm-hmm. gone, and uh, this feels like that. Like this feels like hardly anything. It's and I think we actually get it to do, be continued yeah. at the end of this as well. Yeah, yeah. So like it's it's literally like it feels like it just stops and we don't get to deal with any of this stuff. And it they you know they aired a week apart, so like for a week we had to be like, what the fuck is going on with Sam Winchester? What is Dean going to do about this? What's happening? Like what what ah what what? Because yeah. <laughs> so, as as a young viewer, seeing Sam use his um psychic psychic powers, being basically a, mm-hmm. I must I don't know how old I was when this aired um or when I watched 12. it. Yeah, I was twelve. I was probably like nineteen, but that was still you know I I was just watching it super casually, um or super on the surface. So I'm just thinking like, oh, Sam has the power to exercise demons now, like without having to like use the spell. Like I was just so blasé about it but then after this happens you're like wait so he's like evil now (laughs) like this is really really bad even an idiot like me could pick up on that um but it is a huge shift it's not just two different paths anymore it's you know two converging paths like shit's about to go off between the brothers yeah and it's um the stuff that we've seen of sam so far like we we kind of get the idea that it was wrong but when I was watching this, like it's it's very easy to get caught up in that um like the hero story where the dude learned like he has magic powers and he has to train on how to use them to conquer mm-hmm. the evil monster or whatever. Um so it's it's easy to look at Sam and to kind of think that even though he's been hanging out with a demon, like you kinda of think, well, maybe Ruby is actually trying to help and you know, maybe this is a good way. Maybe Sam's right, like maybe he's you know, he, doing this stuff does maybe save people in some way. But uh we're gonna very quickly it watching this show again it's so set up so that Dean is 100% in the right when we get into this argument. I guess let's let's go ahead and get into Do you have anything else to say? Like, we can go, because we're about to get some, like, serious closure on this. I, I want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. The next episode is Metamorphoses, which was written by Katherine Humphreys and directed by Kim Manners. Uh, Sam and Dean encounter a man with a mysterious infection that transforms him into a flesh-eating monster. Sam thinks the man can be changed through reason to curb his newfound instincts, but Dean believes the most humane thing to do is to kill him, which is pretty close. Um, so we, we basically go right into a cold open of where Sam was in the last episode. So him and Ruby are torturing a demon to try to get information. And uh, at the end of it, Sam pulls the demon out. And we see, like, 
I mean, like we haven't seen this kind of way. Like we've seen demons leave bodies before, and it's like they throw their head back, they look straight up, and like they just eject. Right? Yeah. Like, they actually hit a fucking eject button inside. This is more like f- slowly pulling the smoke yeah. out as it's like cooling around, vomiting the, the demon up. It's it's really <laughs> creepy. Yeah. And then we get like that cinder effect of it going like down into the ground. Like obviously he's sending these demons straight back to hell. Yeah, it's not pulling it out of the person and setting it back loose. You know, oh, it's out of the host. You're safe now. The demon's gone off somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, you get that effect. It's dragging the demon out of the person and back down to hell. And it's not pretty. And we have spooky Sam slutting around in the dark, and he's he's he doesn't even really look like Sam Winchester anymore. It's Jared Padalecki, but the way he's acting is not like Sam. I agreed. Yeah, he's uh, he's very. It, it's like Jared Padalecki like puts on a different like, like it's it's like he's pretending to be hard, like a not not to, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, like a like a young kid like pretended to be gangster or whatever, like <laughs> a you know, like a young suburban kid who listened to Tubac for the first time and is like, yeah, I'm a thug. Like that, it, it's it's almost like that to me, not to that extreme and not necessarily that silly, but it's like he's it's like this makes him into a completely different person. Yeah. We we talked about it very briefly at the beginning of season four where. Um, Sam had to become kind of both he had to become parts of Dean in order mm-hmm. to survive and that what that's that what this feels like is like a he's like a perverted Dean I don't know if that makes sense No I know what you mean yeah he <laughs> it's just like him doing these things that he thinks makes him a better hunter he, I mean he's doing a lot of things that are wrong but you know there's still that he gets that almost like smirk after he pulls the demon out like he's really satisfied with what mm-hmm. he just did like it felt good to do it but then you immediately, like a second later, you get that same Sam again, even as him and Ruby are leaning over this guy, um, who he just saved, you know, the guy didn't die, as he realizes he's okay, he's suddenly like, hey, hey, I got you, and it suddenly, it just sounds like old Sam again, old Sam who's just there to try and help the person out, uh, but two seconds ago, he was somebody else, so it's already yep. like, it's not dueling personalities, it's not that extreme, but it's like... There's some conflict going on inside between the person he's becoming and the person that he he really is, you know, the the hunter, the person who, like Dean, just wants to save people. But with all that happening, you see Dean is outside watching. Clearly, Castiel must have tipped him off to where Sam was. Um, And I, it's interesting that Castiel's giving Dean the benefit of the doubt here, saying, like, your brother is so evil that we sent you back in time to, or has the potential to be so evil, that we sent you back Mm -hmm. in time to teach you a lesson and now we're going to send you to go stop him because we think that this is the best way to go about it. You know, they could just fucking smite Sam, but they don't. Well, he's got he's got some plot armor, like, and we're we're going to get some some details on what his plot armor is. But there's there's significant reasons on why he why the angels can't really kill him. Um, so like we're gonna we're gonna learn that. But yeah, I was kind of confused about that when I first watched this. Of like, why don't I mean, like, you're an all-powerful angel. <laughs> like, if you think this is the end of the world, <laughs> like, do the thing, dog. Why are you sending Dean Winchester into this to, yeah. to do the thing? It seems kind of dumb. Uh, but yeah, Dean is super pissed during all of this. Uh, it's like he's he's super angry because, again, Sam's been lying to him uh, and been lying to him since the first episode of season one. So we, you know, he's been lying to him for months, basically, in the, in the terms of the show. And yeah, he, he immediately tries to kill uh, Ruby. Yeah, because he doesn't time. know who she is at first. But he's like, okay, clearly something's going on here because I've met you before. Um, and she, her just saying, hi, D, nice to see you again. He's immediately like, oh, fuck, it's Ruby. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like her. There's not many things I'm sure of in this world, but one of them is that I don't like Ruby. <laughs> 
Yeah, and he just starts attacking and the shit out of her. Also, I noticed that he, like, lunges for Sam at a certain point, too, who's just trying to be like, guys, stop! And he, Dean just full-on lunges at him as if to attack him, but that's when, uh, that's when Ruby pins him to the wall. Yeah, Ruby pins him to the wall, and then uh, Sam tells her, like, hey, get this dude out of here. So, like, the guy that he just pulled the demon out of is still there, and, like, so Ruby rushes him to the ER, and then Dean just fucking leaves. Like, he just jets. He's like, I don't want to talk about this. And our next scene is them back at their hotel room, and, uh, like, Dean just punches on Sam for a little while. Like, <laughs> just punches him, and then we get, we just get a lot of yelling back and forth, and, man, the emotions in this scene, huh? Like, ooh, yeah. that's, that's good. Yeah, this is, uh, so this is the stuff that I've kind of, I'm always, like, joking about um but i'm trying to i'm trying to look through my notes like i don't even think that i took really any notes on this but yeah they they get back to the hotel and they're just they're screaming at each other dean punches him dean tells sam that god wants him to stop doing what he's doing he said why did an angel tell me to stop you like what you're doing is clearly wrong yeah, Sam's argument in this is that um, because he's doing this with his psychic powers, that it's it's he's like I think he says something like he's eight out of ten for like these kid these dudes dying these people dying. So he's like I'm saving lives. Like Ruby is helping me save lives, and that's when you know Dean responds with the well like why if you're saving lives why are angels and the literal Lord of creation telling me that you shouldn't be doing yeah. this and I the, the Lord of creation that you believe in by yeah. the way that I'm still having trouble believing in. <laughs> Sam takes that to heart, though. He, do- he does look taken taken aback by that. But this is where he, you know, again, I've, I've quoted this so many times. Like, me and my friend Steve used to joke about this all the time. Because there's such dramatic moments. As, as good as they are, they're also super, super dramatic. But, and I genuinely love it. But when Sam kind of dejectedly just, he whispers, I'm just exercising demons. And Dean, over him, barking, with your mind! With my mind! <laughs> and the, if I didn't know you... I would want to hunt you. It's like, holy shit. Like, this is this is next level fighting, you know, between the brothers. It's yeah, not we, like we've it's seen been them, before. We've seen them bicker before. We've seen them have these, like, philosophical disagreements of, you know, we, we've seen this back from season one when uh, Sam started realizing something was going on. All of a sudden, we started having, you know, just like we're going to have in this episode, we started having monsters that were kind of quasi-human. So, you know... That, that moment way back, I think it was season one, uh, when maybe season two, when Sam says, you know, we don't, we don't hunt monsters, Dean, we hunt evil. Yeah. Like not all monsters are yeah. bad. Like th- we've seen them have philosophical arguments about this, but if I didn't know you, I would hunt you is, is fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Cause you were literally acting like something and someone that we would track down. Like if we heard that there was like this dude out there, like manipulating shit with his mind. We, we would go hunt that dude to see what's up. We wouldn't go kill that dude. We yeah. would have to. Yeah. So, like, this was, this is just a, like, I, I didn't know how they were going to get out of this. <laughs> like, there's a lot of those scenes in, in Supernatural. We're going to see a bunch of them as we cover the show. But this was one of those, like, how are they ever going to reconcile this to do anything again? Th- why, is, why is this not <laughs> the season finale? I think that the only reason <laughs> that they're able to even step a little bit past this for the time being is obviously the phone call that they're about to get. But when Dean says... Why does, you know, God want you to stop? Like, if, if what you're doing is okay, if you're really the good guy, if you're just exercising demons, then why the fuck does God want you to stop? And yeah. that that mm-hmm. does, you know, that that hits Sam a little bit. He takes that in. He isn't, like, immediately snapping back with anger. He's just like, oh, shit. Then the phone rings from, they get a call from a guy named Travis, an old, like, Hunter Hunter buddy. Travis! Yeah, Hunter <laughs> Travis. Now... 
we could talk about the hunt in this episode. I'm perfectly fine doing that. But I only think it serves a purpose as a parallel to what Sam and Dean are going through right now. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Travis is interesting. He's he's an interesting foil to everything that's happening. And I think we can talk about it when we get there. But I kind of want to just focus on everything going on with the boys, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine with me. I um so let's 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 sum it up then. Like let's let's sum up what's happening to this dude. So there's a Travis wants to hunt, track down this hunter guy who or not hunter guy, excuse me. Hunter Travis wants to track down this dude um who he knows to be a Rugaru, uh which is like this flesh eating cannibal monster. Travis tells them like, Hey, like Rugaroos are you know, they they basically like it's transmitted I don't, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> like it's it's a hereditary. It's your blood. Thing, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. His father yeah, was this a Rougarou. Dude's dad was a Rougarou, which means he's going to be a Rougarou. Um, I, and by the way, I love saying the word Rougarou. I actually have a shirt. I need to probably show you this sometime. Like I have a Rougarou shirt that the because uh, it's a, like, kind of a Louisiana myth and uh, oh, shit. the Audubon Zoo and and New Orleans sells them for like charity. I'll, I'll find a link. For That's you awesome. A bit. Um, um, but yeah, so this dude, and even though right now he's fine, like he's gonna the craving to eat flesh is gonna get higher, and eventually he's going to eat a human, and then once he does that, there's no turning. Back. Essentially, I think and, it uh, it implies that Travis hunted this guy's father, who maybe he didn't even know his his father. Uh, I don't really know the, the Jack Montgomery's life in this episode, uh, but Travis mm-hmm. essentially he hunted his father, then realized that it was hereditary, realized that this guy's you know the, the Ruguru that he hunted had a son. He's gonna have to go track him down. Um, that comes up because later on he says, you know, I'm not going to be back in 30 years to hunt down your son. So there's just this whole exactly. chain of like, you know, blood, the bloodline that he's trying to snuff out. There's some things in this episode that I do want to point out just in general, like just kind of some generalities. Uh, number one, uh, the student, the Ruggeries wife is played by, um, oh crap. I just literally had her name up and now I don't have it. Joanne Kelly who, uh, if you like Supernatural, you will probably like Warehouse 13. Like, Warehouse 13 is a dope show, and she was the one of two leads on that, and it was she's fantastic and great. Oh, cool. And she's great in this episode, too. So yeah. I like her a lot. I think that, honestly, um, they're both but, great, but, like, compared to the yeah. things going on with Sam and Dean, it's just hard to focus on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't really matter, like, because it's, it's really just a monster of the week. Like, we just, we spend a lot of time with this dude, like, eating hamburger meat, right? Like, he mm-hmm. does, like, the, the gradual transformation thing, and, uh... It's but just an allegory it's, for like what Sam is going through. One hundred percent. Like it couldn't come at a better time. Like I, I feel like Travis was waiting for this to happen. Yeah. <laughs> before he made the. He phone was waiting call. for Sam with just um, to go dark side so he could do this. It's his dark side meter went off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he has an alarm in his hunter in his hunter cave. Uh, but this is also like a super gross episode. Like the effects that they do with this dude like eating meat. Like there's a scene where he's eating raw hamburger meat. And his lips get like red and swollen as he's doing it, and like there's his bone structure starts changing, yeah. so he starts like doing that contortion thing in the mirror, all really super gross. Like I was kind of like Ugh, right as we were watching mm-hmm. this on this recent playthrough, um, playthrough Jesus, on this recent time to, to rewatch it. So I just wanted to bring up those things just in general because yeah, like I don't think we need to go through the whole transformation thing, but it's like they do a really good job. Yeah, with all of this and stuff. that's the, yeah. the thing is, it's like it's not that it's bad; it's just that uh, you know. For the sake of time, we'll just we'll just brush over it. But yeah, Travis calls. Travis is interesting because he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad hunter, but he is kind of like many obsessed with what he's doing. Obsessed with the idea that he let this Ruguru go. That you know nobody can resist the call. Uh, you know the 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 bloodlust. Basically, nobody can resist the monster inside of them for that long. Even if they're you know even though this Jack Montgomery guy might be a good dude, might try really hard. He's still going to succumb to it because everybody does. All monsters succumb to the monster inside of them, which is exactly what, you know, Sam is wrestling with right now. 
he thinks that, no, I'm a good person, so I'm not going to become this evil demon guy. You know, I can handle this. I, I can deal with whatever it is inside of me. You know, I, I'm in control. This is not the demon blood or whatever. It's me. I'm Sam, and I'm the hero. I can do this. Um, but Travis is kind of like, just as an outside party, uh, completely unaware of Sam's situation, basically affirming, no, that's not possible. You can't resist it. Uh, and in a way, he's right. <laughs> to an extent. To an extent. <laughs> um, the demon blood is, is a big, important thing here, because uh, as Dean is kind of... And we don't see this this conversation. We see we just come in at the very end of it, with Dean kind of wrapping up and saying, like, and that was my time that I went back in time and, and met Mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and Sam kind of is like... Sam's kind of taking it back like this, and he's like, oh my god, I can't believe this was all because of, of some demon blood. Like, I can't... I, what is, you know, what is this... What does this mean for me? Like, why why did he do this? What, what yeah, is why this did he bleed into my mouth me? or whatever, you know? Yeah, and that's when Dean's like, Sam, I never mentioned any demon blood. What, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, that's... You know, what what do you know? And he's like, oh yeah, I've been knowing that for about a year. <laughs> so like, that's two secrets in one episode that we're we're closing mm-hmm. the book on. <laughs> and us as the audience, you know, we knew too. We've known as long as Sam. Yeah, has known. We, we've known that for a while. Yeah. Um. So like, that's super interesting to me. Like that conversation of, I'm always kind of fascinated with the conversations as people expositioning with one another. Like, I don't like to for shows to tell me what happens. I much, I much prefer when you show me what mm-hmm. happens, but I kind of want some outtakes of Dean just explaining to Sam, you know, both actors in character are like, okay, so I woke up, Castiel was on the bed <laughs> and then <laughs> it like goes through the whole story in his own words. Cause I think it would just be hilarious. Yeah, like, that would just be trying to tell that story. Um, da, 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 da. I'm trying to remember, uh, we meet Hunter Travis. Who's cool. He like, you know, he's an old dude. He breaks in and like steals beers or something like it's, it's fine. Um, we get about 20 minutes into this, uh, the, this whole thing, like they're kind of stalking, uh, John, I think that's a dude named John. The Ruguru's name is Jack, Jack, sorry. Um, and they, they can kind of see him starting to transform. And this is where we get like the big crux of the episode is, you know, Sam saying, no, he's not as bad. And Travis and Dean going like, eh, but Dean, because he loves his brother so much, actually tell, you know, says Sam like, okay, we'll, we'll try. We're not just going to kill him. We'll go talk to to him. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, like, this is where we get like our whole new level of freak conversation, I believe. Like, right? Like we we kind of see see them argue about this, and this is where like literally the thing that we quote all the time, like, do you want to go dark side or something? I'm a whole new level of freak. Like this whole yeah. giant, all of these like bottled up emotions that I don't know how Sam has more emotions. Seriously, than he's not bottling up, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know what is it that he says. Dean says something that um, that sets Sam off. He he just gets pissed and he just says, "Pull the car over." Uh, and it's usually Dean who's the one who's, you know, as much as Sam's the emotional one, it's usually Dean who's like, fuck this, I'm pissed, we're dealing with this right now, you know, we're gonna yell at each other. But this is Sam saying, pull the car over, or like, or stop the car, or I will stop it. Um, so he does, and he gets out, and he just starts, he just starts screaming about, about everything, about the fact that he's, that he's a monster. Um, and he, I'm trying, I'm gonna try and quote it, Jeremy, but I, I don't have it in front of me. So I think he says, um, I've got demon blood in me, Dean, uh, this disease pumping through my veins and I can't ever rip it out or scrub it clean. Um, he said, and he, he definitely said something about making it like he wants to take this, this, uh, disease yeah. and do something good. Yeah, or something. I just want to like, take this, this, this curse and, and make something good out of it. Um, and this is kind of stuff that 
we've been alluding to a lot. Obviously, we joke about it, and I'm always talking about how Sam, I think, secretly hates himself, hates what he is, and is trying. He's in huge denial of what he is, and is you know trying to take command of it and all this stuff. Um, but this is, yeah, this is what it really comes down to. When he says, I'm a whole new level of freak, it's a great line to make fun of, but it's like, that's exactly what it is. Like, I've got demon blood in me. I'm not human. I'm not what I'm supposed to be. You know, I'm not just a regular hunter like you, Dean. I am a, you know, he's not, I'm not saying he's part demon, but like, it's almost as if he's seeing himself that way. Like, I'm a monster, just like everything else that we hunt. And I am trying to, because I'm a hunter, take that evil thing inside of me and use it to keep doing my job. Because that's the only thing that he knows how to do. Sam, in his desperate attempt to find Lilith and kill Lilith, I think it's just the only thing that he believes he can do to make it okay that he is what he is. I don't think anybody hates Sam as much as Sam hates Sam. I think the show sometimes makes it seem like Dean starts to hate Sam, but I don't think that that is ever the case. No matter what happens, I don't think Dean could ever hate Sam. But Sam definitely hates Sam. Sam never wants to admit because he just wants to believe so badly that he's right and he's so stubborn about it. Um, But yeah, big explosive scene here. I think you should should edit in the uh, My Favorite Video of All Time. Um, with oh, don't worry, don't worry. It'll be in the show notes. Also, monsterthweek.cool slash Chris loves this. Yep. Will also, lead you, lead you directly to that yep, video. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. I've got demon blood in me, Dean. This disease pumping through my veins, and I can't ever rip it out or scrub it clean. I'm a whole new level of freak, and I'm just trying to take this this curse and make something good out of it because I have to. Yeah, like it's 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 insanely good. It's really great. I don't I don't know the name of the YouTube channel offhand, but the the, the chick that made it deserves all of the applause yeah. and because it's, cause that's, <laughs> it's you very, know, very good. I started off and I'm laughing. Look at how dramatic this is, and now I'm like, honestly, I just like this video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I definitely circled around on liking it ironically into actually genuinely watching it every once in a while. So thank you for that, Chris Mosier. Yeah, I really yeah, appreciate no that. Um, I actually, I actually brought it up uh, during this episode. I, I was like, because I, I I'm like, even though this is a hugely emotional and like overwrought scene, and like Jared is like really getting into it, and Jensen's getting, like, getting into it the whole time. I'm fucking cracking up laughing, mm-hmm. thinking about this video that obviously we just cut in, and I'm like, and Autumn's like, why, why are you? Why? I was like, I gotta show you the video. I gotta show you the video. So I pull up the video on the TV, and she's like, Jeremy, you've already shown me this like three times. So I was like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah i mean Je- definitely looped back around on that jess has had a very similar reaction to it so. <laughs> oh man good stuff these these uh, women put up yeah, with us jeremy <laughs> they do we're, they abs- put up with is absolutely um yeah we're, absolutely we're very fortunate <laughs> yeah god love them um <sighs> so yeah this this doesn't really lead anywhere like it's just kind of like a, a big you know, a big explosion of, of, of emotions from Sam and, but it doesn't like, they're not resolving any issues in this. And we still have this Ruguru to deal with and, uh, who they have talked to, like they went and told him like, Hey, if you change, we have to put you down, but like, you should just not do that, <laughs> which I don't know why they thought that would work at all. Yeah. Again, this is Sam trying to convince himself that he's, you yeah, know, yeah. I can, I can do this too. 
if this guy can do it, then I can do it. This is like his like his test scenario. There's a there's a weird comedic moment, or the, there's a moment that's played for laughs that is is very weird to me. That um, Jack has gone to the bar and like got into this altercation with the guy that was hitting on this chick, and then like much later, like he doesn't like talk to the chick or anything, like but just like ten minutes later in the episode, like he follows her to her apartment for some reason. Oh, and is that what he's doing? Sam and okay. Dean. Yeah, yeah, and Sam and Dean are like watching him, and they assume that he's about to break into this apartment and um, attack this woman, and. He, Thankfully, he, he doesn't, but, like, they literally break into the door, and there's this, like, half-naked chick, like, ah! And they're like, uh, we should leave before they call the cops, yeah. and then leave. Which has to be the most terrifying thing ever. Like, imagine if you're, like, alone in your apartment, and then two hunks break in the door, carrying guns, and you're like, Sam and Dean? And they're like, no, no, we, you know, <laughs> Stephen Perry or whatever. Stephen but, Perry. But, like, that has to be, that has to be whatever. <laughs> DJ Mouse, whatever. Whatever the guy's name is. <laughs> DJ Mouse. Um, yep. DJ Mouse. Yeah, you know DJ Mouse. I do, yeah. <laughs> uh, That's way better than whatever you said last time. <laughs> we used to have a guy that worked for us that did uh, DJ stuff on the side. Um, and he was like a warehouse guy, right? Like he was just like a, he was just a dude. He was yeah, a DJ relatively Mouse. nice guy, but he had a he, huge problem with uh, lying. He would just like make up stuff whole cloth. And um, at some point at the end of the street that our that our office is on, um, someone put out a sign and it said like DJ for DJ rates called this number. And, uh, so this dude, I cannot remember this guy's name for the life of me. Uh, this dude came in one day and he was talking about DJ rates and how well he knows him. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, I spend with that guy all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> no, that's not, oh my God. you know what? Fine. That's, that's fine. If you think, you know, DJ rates, oh, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> that is absolutely beautiful. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so this episode kind of culminates finally with DJ TJ Travis. Oh my god, everybody's a DJ now. I don't know if you know this. Yeah. With um, with Travis breaking into Jack's house and uh, tying up his wife, uh, again played by the lovely Joanne Kelly, uh, and uh, finding out that his wife is pregnant. Mm-hmm. So he is he has transferred the regrew to his unborn baby. So now uh, not only does Jack have to die. But also his his wife and kid. Um, unfortunately for Travis, Jack kind of goes dark side a little mm-hmm, bit, mm-hmm. and in an extremely gruesome way, like just literally starts eating this dude's like eating this dude's face, yeah. and basically having an orgasm while he's doing it. Like he's looking, oh, oh my god! Like There's it's literally so one of those, blood. like I'll have what he's having. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> And his wife, his poor wife is just strapped to the chair and forced to watch yeah. this. Like, obviously he was defending her, but still, like, forced to do this. Yeah. He went a little far. This was super gross. Yeah. He went a little, just a little bit over the line. <laughs> um, this is where Sam and Dean show up, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. To finish this out. Uh, and, uh, Sam gets a- clobbed in the head. I think they both get, like, knocked out. Sam gets locked in the closet. And it's basically just Travis saying, like, fuck off, guys. Uh, meanwhile, Sam is in the closet trying to talk some sense into him while he's like trying to escape. Um, basically saying like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to be a monster. You know, you have a choice. You can, you can choose to give in to this thing inside you, or you can fight it and you can be better than that. Um, and you can be, you know what you're supposed to be. You're, You're a human. You can, you can get over this whole monster thing. You don't have to be a monster. Maybe I took notes on this. I should look. Um, 
I didn't. All I put in the notes was that they have this, it doesn't matter if you're a monster conversation, yeah. it feels like it takes forever. It, it certainly does. Like, it goes on and on and on. You and don't have Dean to. knocked out at this point. I think uh, he says, you, you know, you you have this dark pit inside you, but you don't have to fall into it. You don't have to be a monster. It's your choice. And so, it's all resolved. Uh, how's Jack? Jack dies, right? Does Sam torch him? Who kills him here? <laughs> somebody, somebody makes him die. Yeah, so... Yeah, so there is a there is a brief moment where um, he says that guy was going to kill my wife, and Sam's like, "Why?" And he said he didn't say because he's smart. Yeah. And he doesn't want this, uh-huh. these two weirdos to go after his you know pregnant wife. Um, but yeah, Sam eventually breaks out of the closet while while Jack is distracted. Jack has uh, I want to say Dean is like laid out on a coffee table, and Jack mm-hmm. is about to eat him basically, and yeah. that's when uh, he breaks out. Of, Sam breaks out of the closet and just torches him like Rugarus can only be killed by fire. So yeah. Yay for that. Uh, and then the boys um, have their their final combo of the episode after they've traded blows now. You know, shit has been, like, pretty serious. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I remember the first time watching this, every time that the brothers fought, I was Im- immensely uncomfortable. Because as somebody, you know, like I said before, I was watching the show when I was, like, alone at college. So I, I was putting a lot of uh, stock into the show, into the relationships, because, you know, feeling, feeling a void, as you do with TV, generally. <laughs> um... <laughs> Maybe that was just me being unhealthy, but uh, every time the boys would fight, I was just be like, "God damn it! I feel like I have no friends." Guys, get it together! I need you to to pull it together because because I can't. I've been listening to the Smiths way too much, and I do not have my shit together. I can't so with the, I can't afford to cry during Supernatural too. I don't have yeah. this much moisture in my body. <laughs> All my Cure records are gonna be jealous. Um, so yeah, they uh, they, they so have yeah, this conversation this, at this. Yeah, they have the conversation, and uh, you know, for once, Sam doesn't really want to talk. Like he's being kind of cold and, and distant to Dean. I think Dean even calls him on this. He's like, "What's for once? You don't want to talk about your emotions? Like, what's going on?" And Sam, having seen like this idea that this monster could be saved, just completely be broken. Right? Like this guy, d- d- he we had he had to kill the dude himself. Like mm-hmm. the, the monster came out after all. Realizes like, okay, well. I, if I'm going to do this, I actually have to stop using my powers. Like yeah. I have to be able to like not be, I have to be human. So I'm just going to, I'm just totally done with psychic powers. Yeah. Cause I'm done with it. All of it. Like that's it. And the saddest part about all of this is that he 100% means it. He, yeah. I, I always believe that he genuinely means I'm going to stop and then he can't. Sorry. Spoilers. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get to the point where um like this is, and I think people that have battled addiction or people that are familiar with people that mm-hmm. have battled addiction can kind of see like the, the, what the seeds that they're planting right now. But like, this is, this is literally someone saying like, okay, that's the last time I'm going to get drunk. I yeah. promise. Like, it really I'm, does I'm, seem like that's that. the last time I'm going to, yeah. Like it, it, it's one of those promises that you make that, you know, it, you just you aren't going to do it. Yeah. And <laughs> it's not as much as they're talking about demon blood and psychic powers. It is really s- such a human thing to hear. Cause you know, we've all known somebody like that. We've all had a conversation like that, and you want to believe them. The person saying it wants to believe it, and it's just sad. It's just it's just human nature, and it's just sad. Um, and you know, not to get too overwrought with it, but it, they do a good job of it. I think I, in it works well. Yeah, all of this works. I think this works really, really well. Like these two episodes, as a, I mean, it's not a part one or part part two, but like we had a two no. be continued in the middle. Like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this works as a whole. Like we see. From the very beginning, we see Dean going through and experiencing these things to see, ultimately, not a single devil, not devil, excuse me, demon's deal ends 
well for anybody, especially the people that make the deals. So, and then I have that go all the way to Sam learning that in the present, right? Like that's a, that's a real good, not dichotomy. What am I looking for? That's a, that's just a really good pairing of ideas and like, yeah. an explanation of ideas that go from one episode to the next. Like that's, this is really good. These two episodes are just great. Like this, this is like, if you don't like these, like d- probably don't, shouldn't watch the rest of Supernatural. Because <laughs> like, this is, this is what makes this show. If for some reason you're still along for the ride, you're like, eh, not really. Yeah. It's probably not for you. <laughs> Cause this is, this shit's good. <laughs> Our third episode is Monster Movie, written by Ben Edlund and directed by Robert Singer. Several murders occurred during an Oktoberfest celebration, and it's learned a shapeshifter is responsible, and that it has taken the form of iconic movie posters, such as Vampire, Werewolf, and Mummy. (laughs) Oh, excuse me, such as A Vampire, Werewolf, and Mummy. I thought that was really weirdly worded. Uh, This episode is presented in black and white. So yeah, we... Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Jess, for just spoiling all this episode <laughs> yeah, for us. We really appreciate that. And Netflix. Um, but yeah, this is this is kind of a neat episode. Uh, I told you in our DMs that when I was remembering this episode, I remembered not caring for it a lot. Um, and I think, I really think at the time, it was because of all of the crazy shit that had happened in the first four episodes of season four. Mm-hmm. Like, the, all of the world building, all of the, like, all of a sudden we've added angels into it. Sam's been using his powers. We get this origin story. Like we get more time with the yellow eyed demon. And then to go to just like a straight up monster of the week episode. In fact, in the first 10 minutes, like Sam's like, I think the world is ending and we're over here hunting a vampire. And Dean's like, yeah, but like we got to do this sometimes. Like we, we can't do anything about the the world ending right now. Yeah. He says it's about time. The Winchesters got back to tackling a straightforward black and white case. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's some, there's some really bad puns in here and it's, it's winking a million miles an hour at the camera. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's good though like as much as i remember not liking it watching it now and taking like these these deep dives on it as as i've mentioned several times throughout this podcast like makes me like this a whole lot more like yeah. it's so good I, I love all of the nods to the old movies i love the music the whole thing in black and white works really really well like it's they they use that a lot like there's some really really cool set pieces Mm-hmm. Um, and it is just, it's just straight up monster of the week. Like with, a with kind of a gimmick rapper, right? Like that's, that's all it is. Yeah. Not like an, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't, yeah, not, <clears throat> not a DJ mouse or whatever. It's not that kind of rapper. Yeah. Not DJ, DJ mouse isn't rapping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of the few episodes that contributes like literally like 0% to, to the overall plot. Like it doesn't do anything at all. They barely even mentioned the plot. Yeah, like I said, they they talk about it um, at the very beginning and say like, "Oh, the world is ending," which is not even technically true yet. No. Like they just <laughs> they like just, there's just bad shit happening to the Winchesters. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So they, you know, they, we, I guess to go through this episode, like I don't, I don't quite know how to cover it because there's so much fun stuff that happens. But again, you get to that point where you're like talking about funny stuff, so you're just literally repeating yeah. jokes. Yeah. Uh, but there's so many like tiny touches. It's like when they're driving into town, um, they see a sign that says like "Welcome to Pennsylvania," and it for what, no reason at all just changes to Transylvania and then back to yeah. Pennsylvania yeah. and then back to Transylvania. <laughs> like there's dumb, goofy stuff like that. Like that 
yeah, I, I don't know. It's great. How do you want to cover this? It's a very loving homage to those movies. And, you know, we can follow the case mm-hmm. a little bit, I guess, just for the fun of it. Okay. Cool. I had been really mm-hmm. excited about this episode because uh, I think around the time that I watched this, I just read Dracula for the first time. So I was like, man, this is like, I, I now get all these references that I would not have gotten before. <laughs> this, is, this is fun. Um, it just... Plus, I always love the funny episodes, and uh, I, I was okay with taking a break from the heavy, heavy meta plot to because I wanted to just believe that the boys were going to be boys again, like they weren't. Uh, yeah, they weren't hating on each other and fighting, punching each other because they're just on like a fun hunt. And Dean's trying to get rehymenated. Like, apparently, he thinks that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dean has some of the worst lines in this. That, and I say worst, like not actually bad just the cheesiest dean winchester bullshit and that he pulls out in this episode is just insane i love it so much rehyminated is definitely one of them one of them um some of his like that whole speech that he does about being the rogue agent who doesn't follow the law yeah. like that's just fucking hilarious it's just like purposely being um, like silly you know they're at oktoberfest and there's there's bar maidens everywhere or wenches i guess is what he calls them um He's just he's just there to party and have a good time, and the show is just like yeah, they're just here to party and have a good time. It doesn't nothing really matters. And the the setup here is that they've they've heard that there's been a vampire killing, and they you know they present themselves as FBI men as they usually do, and they go get taken to the body, and they are stunned to see just like the typical vampire <laughs> bite mark on this chick's yeah, neck, and yeah. actually drained of blood because what we know of vampires they don't they don't actually do this. They have all crazy mouthfuls of teeth, so. Mm-hmm. They they decide very quickly after interviewing a witness who says like it was a straight up Dracula. And it was a way, Dracula. <laughs> like, it was a Dracula. Like <laughs> he was doing the voice, had yeah. a cape, the whole nine. And the the sheriff describes the person as a uh, some Satan worshiping Anne Rice reading Gothic psycho vampire wannabe. <laughs> it's so many adjectives. I had to rewind to write them all down. Satan worshiping Anne Rice reading Gothic psycho vampire wannabe. It's the best like hick cop thing to call like a goth. Like. The, the yeah, whole nine. Yeah. I love the Anne Rice reading. Like that really feels like that dates this to a specific point. In yeah, time, right? absolutely. Like, I feel like Anne Rice's like connection with vampires hasn't been relevant since this episode. No, era. I don't. Like, like, this like, is what put a nail in that coffin. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Louis, Louis. Oh my God, stop it! <laughs> what you don't you don't just talk like uh, Lestat every once in a while, Louis, Louis. <laughs> You gotta talk like your prosthetic teeth are way too big to fit in your mouth. It's amazing that uh, Tom Cruise played Lestat just like uh, that dude played uh, Vampire Bill on True Blood. Like, they have the same exact accent, like, hundreds of years apart. It's perfect. Louis, suck it, suck it. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, they, they decide that this case is not for them, and uh, Dean just decides, like, hey, I'm just gonna hang out and have fun. We got a room. It's Oktoberfest. I'm gonna get drunk. I'm gonna hit on this chick that I, I just met. And then he proceeds to tell Sam that um, he came out of hell with, uh, like, none of his scars or bullet wounds or knife marks or or what have you. So, um, yeah, he considers himself to be a virgin. (laughs) And and Sam is like, I don't think it works like that. And he says, yep, I have been (laughs) rehymenated. Which... (laughs) Come on, Dean. Come on, Dean. Dean, Dean, please. Dean, please. He's like, I'm gonna hit on this bar wench, and Sam, like White Knight, Sam is like, um, actually, they don't like to be called that, and then he just yells wench or whatever, and she goes along with it because it's Oktoberfest, and you know, it's, it's Oktoberfest, and, yeah, 
Yeah, so, and I think all of that's fine. Like, she's playing along with it. Like, they're obviously have a flirtation with each other. Like, all of that stuff is fine. Sam is just being a just, just severe stick in the mud. Sam doesn't actually have a whole lot to do this episode. Like, he no. just kind of reacts to stuff. Um, this is just like the last, or like the, the first episode that we covered this week, uh, where Dean goes back in time. Like, Sam seems kind of superfluous to all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how most of Supernatural We get to see looks. a kill. Yeah, true. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, episodes where kill. they just take Sam out of it, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just put in Castiel. Like we want to get, yeah. we want more Castiel, please. Um, during this, after this exchange, we get to see this couple like making out with this dude trying to pull one of those old uh, a week guys got to get the stuff out mm-hmm. or else it'll be a medical condition. Yeah. Like, dude, what, I wrote that, down. What are you doing? I wrote down. This guy deserves date rape. Guy deserves to die. <laughs> I was absolutely yeah, yeah, not absolutely having it. <laughs> Fuck this guy. Fuck shitty guys um, like that. It, it felt pretty good to see a werewolf just come up, bust through the window, pull that dude out, and then just start ripping him to pieces. Yeah. Uh, and then we get, we kind of smash cut back to Sam and Dean interviewing this chick, and like we get one of those... Like everything in this episode is just a little off and weird, and mm-hmm. almost everything is a reference to something else, so it, it's a lot of fun. But they, they kind of realize, like, okay... Something is happening in town. We don't actually know what, but something is happening. Um, and then, like, we kind of go into another situation where at the local museum, like, a security card takes delivery of a sarcophagus, and then a fucking mummy gets out and kills this dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's so ridiculous. Right? Like, I'm not... But it's around here that they finally, like, catch on to something. Like, that's not an ancient sarcophagus. That's a prop from a prop store. Like, yep. but that guy really came out of that coffin and killed that guy. Like, so that part's not a joke. You know, was it really just a guy in a wolf costume before? Like, all of these things are starting to, like, add up that, you know, something's not right here. Somebody is actually killing people, but it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not a vampire. It's not a werewolf. It's just something else. Um, and because of the second or third murder, you know, Dean and Sam have to stick around a while longer, so they finally decide, um, or... Dean and the uh, the bartender finally decide, you know, oh, we can go hook up now. I get off at 12. Dean, come meet me, whatever. Um, mm. And that's when, I think that's when the mummy thing happens, actually. I don't really remember. But, you know, yeah, he yeah, goes to the break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. On his uh, on his way to go uh, meet up with her, that's when they run well, into. Real quick. One, uh, one of Sam's best lines in this is when they're literally, when they're looking at this stuff and the, he sees the sarcophagus and he pulls the thing out and he just looks at Dean and goes, this is stupid. Like, that's one of my favorite <laughs> lines. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. That is a perfect line. That is the I same with just like, with no patience. Just like, <laughs> just looking around like, this is dumb and I hate it. Why are we doing this? This is a dude who's been training yeah. to like fight off the apocalypse for the last five months and now he's just like, Picking up a prop mummy. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> but yeah, then this is the scene where uh, Dean. It looks like Dean has stood this this woman up, Jamie up. Um, Jamie was on one of the only uh, soap operas I've ever watched in my life. By the way, she was on Passions. So like, that's a big <laughs> came to pain. So yeah, enjoy that. Um, do 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 do. So yeah, uh, she decides to blow him off and just walks home. And then of course the Dracula shows up, and he's like full on old style like Bella Lugosi like old school yeah calling her vampire. Mina yeah. when Dean shows up to rescue her he calls uh Dean Harver or uh, Harper Harker. I think Harker Harker yes, yes I'm <clears throat> um I was gonna get there eventually <laughs> and those references are totally lost on the two of them I'm like yeah whatever that's not our names 
<laughs> yeah. Dean and Jamie have no idea what they're talking about. Not only is this guy a really blood-sucking funny. vampire, but he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> he's, and he's acting like a nerd. He's like he got this it. goddamn nerd quoting fucking Frankenstein or whatever over here. <laughs> Dean refuses to acknowledge what book it is. Even though he's pretty sure he knows, he refuses. Because it's Dean. And then we get this great scene of, um, like, like Dracula and... And by the way... He's literally credited as nothing but Dracula oh, that's in funny. The, on the IMDb page. Dean's <laughs> like, yeah, fucking really, Dr. Really Jekyll over here. <laughs> He's like, Mr. Hyde's <laughs> the bad one, actually. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's actually Bram Stoker's is the monster. It's yeah. Dracu- <laughs> Dracula. Um, oh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but in the process of fighting this dude, he pulls off of his ear, pulls off Dracula's ear, and like is kind of stunned. Um, and then... Also pulls off like a strap from his, you know, Dracula outfit or, or whatever. And like Dracula almost breaks character right there, but instead like you can kind of see him go like ow and then instead of doing like the the over the top Dracula speech and then turns around and runs away. Dean gives chase and then like Dracula jumps over this really, really tall gate that Dean can't get away and then hops on a fucking Vespa. Yeah. And jets. It's just like <laughs> nerd. <laughs> I love this stuff so much. Yeah. It's just this absolutely... I mean, this guy's been killing people. Let's keep that in mind, but it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. And again, all in uh, black and white, right? Mm-hmm. So all this stuff like looks really, really good. So they head back to the bar to kind of to talk it all out, and uh, Sam is like, oh my god, he called you Harker? Like Jonathan Harker and Mina? This is These are the characters from the movies <laughs> and the novels. And they're like, oh my god, who is this guy? <laughs> Yeah, it's really, really funny. But they kind of fill I, um, in Jamie on everything. They're like, yeah, so we, this is, you know, it's like the X-Files. But, like, the X-Files is a TV show. This is real life. We're like, all right, Dean. Okay, buddy. Dean, Dean plays that super seriously with, with Jamie. And, uh, and yeah, they, they basically tell her everything. And Dean says, well, like, if he seemed like he knew you, he's got to be somebody close to you. Like, who do you know that's like that? And she kind of points the finger at um, the dude that they interviewed all the way at the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. who's, like, the local drunk and crazy person. So Sam is just like... You two stay here. I'll go check it out, which seems like a terrible idea, but uh, gives the opportunity for um, Jamie to kind of shine as she's talking to Dean. And she's like, so you guys aren't cops. You just travel around and you look for nightmares to kill. Like, that's that's what you do. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's pretty much it. And she, and she looks at him and says, that must suck. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of taken aback and he's like, you know. It, it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> it actually really, really does. What did you feel about, uh, like, Dean confessing all of this stuff to her, by the way? It's just something, like, in a normal episode, I would say that this almost wouldn't work. But because of the heightened, like, unreality of it all, with it being in black and white, and this is sort of, like, this would be the third act moment where uh, the hero explains to the damsel what's really going on. And they kind of just, like, lean into it. Um, and I think that... So he talks about, uh, or she says that would suck being a hunter, all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And then it's kind of, Dean's not tired of the hunter life anymore. Now that he's actually back, now that he feels like he's got his brother at his side again, Dean starts looking at it as a gift. Uh, as you know, this life is almost a gift to him because we get to go around being kick-ass and killing monsters. It's like, he's kind of got tunnel vision suddenly just because he's having so much fun in this case. Which is, you know, a shame because people are still being murdered. Although, again, date rape guy totally had it coming. That's fine. Um, it's just, uh, you know, it's a different side of Dean. I think Dean is trying to be an optimist here. Despite everything that he's been, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. he's gone through, 
he, he's feeding off of the atmosphere around him. You know, they're at Oktoberfest, and he's just having a good time. Um, so yeah, it's it's unlike Dean to just spill the beans to somebody, except for you know when we find out that he spilled the beans to uh, his girlfriend of one week back in season one. Um, where, where's nipple over sixty nine? N- nipple over sixty nine, <laughs> Dean. Please. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Sam kept it all from Jess for years, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it's but you know, Dean's the better hunter. It just feels like this was um, meant for. Uh, Dean needed to get some shit off his chest. Even though it's not that heavy, it's like, yeah, you know what, it's good to talk about this sometimes. It's good to unwind. Well, I, th- I think there's there's two big things here that are happening here. Like, I think Dean needed to get something off of his chest, and uh, I think that he... <clears throat> this is the show telling us that he can't do that with Sam anymore. I think you're absolutely right about that. Because of the schism that they have, because Sam has basically been lying to him, and, you know, at the same time, there's been some kind of hints that Dean went through some shit in hell, but that he has not told um, Sam mm-hmm. about it. He p- pretty much told Sam, like, he's forgotten everything, which we categorically know is wrong. Like, we've seen hints of him having flashing back to that. So, Dean's not innocent in this whole situation, but he hasn't gone out of his way to cover up some crazy shit like being a demon psychic yeah. either. So, um, so because of the schism, he can't talk to Sam about it, and it's what he tells her, which is, you know, I had this near-death experience, and he kind of winks, and he's like, very near-death. Um, and now that he's come back, he's he's realized that he's literally on a mission from God. And he says those words. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm a mission. I'm, I'm on a man. Excuse me. I'm a man on a mission from God, which is a, a huge thing for Dean. Like that's him accepting kind of this yoke that Castiel has put on him. So I think he's, it, we, we realize that number one, like the relationship between the two brothers is, is fragile. Like you've kind of mentioned at the end of the last episode. And also like Dean is accepting this responsibility. Now he realizes he probably can't run away from this, Yeah, which is, a thing for Dean, like that's a that's a pretty big moment moment for Dean, and it's kind of just like it's kind of just in the weirdest place possible in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's very bizarre. So then, uh, meanwhile, yeah, Sam is goes to the movie theater, and we get like this great like harpsichord music, which I'm sure is a reference to something. Yeah, Phantom of the Opera, something. Yeah, I, I love old monster movies. I, I really do. I'm not like an encyclopedia of knowledge. I'm not. I'm not a nerdopedia like Sam yeah, Winchester right. is. So I don't. I don't know everything. <laughs> um, but we get this great scene, like this this cool uh, like backlit thing through a sheet where Sam is sneaking up on him with a gun. That all you see is shadows. That I just adore. I absolutely yeah, love that kind of stuff. It looks really and, uh, cool. But it turns out this dude is, isn't the shifter because he tries to pull his ear off and his ear doesn't come off. Which he seems even like says, a real weird way. To- he says as much. He's like. It's not coming off. The guy's like, yeah, it's not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, this poor town drunk that's like, you know, just wants to play on his Casio keyboard. It's when Sam realizes, like, he's got the gun pointed at this dude. He's a huge man. And, like, the the, the town drunk is a skimpy little skinny guy. And Sam's just got a pin down, gun at his head, trying to rip his ear off. And then suddenly, like, oh, shit. Uh, okay. Uh... I'm just gonna uh, gonna leave. I'm just gonna just take off now. And we've seen this happen before, back in uh, season three, in like the Sin City episode, where yep. where Sam like mm-hmm. breaks in, thinks he's about to fight a demon when it's like with the Colonel or the Major, whatever his name is from uh, Twin Peaks. It's the Major. Yeah. Get it right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and he uh, he I, don't, be, don't don't be getting any facts about Twin Peaks okay, wrong in this okay, podcast. I don't want to. I don't want to come through this microphone. Um, but, there are no facts about Twin yeah, Peaks. No. Nothing happens in that Ooh, show. It's fucking weird. Um, but yeah, when he really, you know, he attacks the wrong guy and has to awkwardly back down from his like super aggressive assault on them. And it's the same thing here. And it's always funny seeing him just like retract that way. But while that's happening, 
Lucy, who is a friend of Jamie's, who's been working at the bar this entire time, uh, she shows up, and long story short, she drugs Dean and Mm -hmm. Jamie, and we realize, Mm -hmm. oh shit, Mm -hmm. this is the shifter. She's been the shifter all along, and um, takes them both back to her, his, I guess it's a guy, but in the shape of a woman in this this case. Um, I don't know. Well, do shifters have, like, identities? Like, gender identities? I don't think so. That's really, assuming, ever like he, right? he talks about his pa- yeah. He talks about his past a little bit and says, um, and he you know he, he kind of refers him to himself as a as a male. So that's what I'll go okay. with. So, but I, I, but again, like at a certain point, like if you're a shapeshifter, like Mystique is very much a woman, even though she pretends to be like hundreds of dudes and everything. Mm-hmm. So like uh, they definitely have some sort of gender identity that they've come to terms with, regardless of what their actual sexual organs are. So. Um, I have a question for you okay. that's not about gender identity. Okay. I'm probably not the best um, person to go to on that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about the only sentence I could say without, get, without getting into trouble. Like after that, like I'll probably just, I just don't know enough about it. Um, anyway, throughout the episode, we see Lucy like, um, blotting her lipstick. Like she, mm-hmm. we see her like take a napkin and kind of press it down to make like the lipstick marks. Why? <laughs> like, so that Sam it, can, can find that as a clue. That's oh, okay, literally okay. it. So that's not like a shifter thing. No. Okay, I so was trying to figure so it out. When, the okay. whole episode, I was like, I know that means something, but I don't remember what. And it's just that, you know, Sam has noticed her doing that. And then when he shows up at the um, the bar after Dean and Jamie have been kidnapped, he, he sees the broken bottle and he's like, oh shit, they were clearly attacked. Like some shit went down here. I can't reach Dean. Then he sees... The, the lipstick stain on the napkin and he realizes oh and knows it was lucy yeah lucy okay. was here too and i think he just goes to her address like where she's listed as like living which i also have questions about because uh so the, assumedly the shifter his his master plan was to um shape shift into a woman and then go get a menial job during oktoberfest being a bartender to get close to jamie but he put his real address on the W two form, yeah, and that Sam has access to. It was just, it was just easier that way. And I feel like Sam already looked all this shit up, like right when they first got there, night one. He was like, "I want, I'm just getting every everybody that we've spoken to today. I have their address I now. <laughs> yeah, I have copies of all of your paperwork, just in case. Just kind of motherfucker I am. It might not come up, but yeah, that's just the kind of motherfucker I am. <laughs> Dude's like, what are all these numbers and shit? He's like, oh, that's just social security numbers. <laughs> Hand me my wallet. It's the one with all of your confidential in- confidential information inside of it. <laughs> um, so we, so yeah, the the shapeshifter Lucy, you know, drugs them. Dean kind of realizes what's happening, and they get into a scuffle, but eventually it just passes out. Uh, so Dean wakes up like strapped to a. I mean, it's a Frankenstein table, right? Like he's, yeah. <laughs> he's, it's like an old timey like monster lab where like literally like where Frankenstein was made and um. At some point, Dracula, because he during this during this and the the rest of the episode, he's in full Dracula mode again. Mm-hmm. He's not ever going to shift back to Lucy. Um, Dracula comes in and apparently has removed all of Dean's clothing and dressed him up like Hansel from Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it's so good. What? It's so ridiculous. But with just Dean in that outfit. Why? <laughs> because he likes to why? role play. <laughs> I mean, a lot, but like he makes the. 
he, I mean, he had to strip Dean down, right? Like just to yeah, just to strap him up, and like the implication here is he's going to electrocute him with his like crazy monster rig or whatever. Um, and he like expositions a lot at um, Dean, and Dean is just not having it. He's like, you know, you're not fucking immortal, man. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> you're not Dracula. You're just a piece of crap shifter. <laughs> yeah, he's just telling it like it is. Can we talk about the pizza scene? Because this might be the highlight of the episode. Yeah, it's for me. great. It's great. The doorbell rings just as he's about to electrocute Dean, and of course he's reaching super slow. The dramatic slow reach for the as the music builds, as the music builds. Yeah. and he's doing it on purpose. <laughs> he's like he's doing it extra slow. Like, oh, am I gonna pull it? I'm building suspense because he's obsessed with monster movies, and it's it's fun to see a shifter with such a specific thing because like that's it's a great idea. It's a shapeshifter. Who just is obsessed with monster movies? So he shapeshifts into all the different monsters. Like we haven't talked about that, but I love that idea. I think it's great because the shifter is kind of human in a way. You know, they have a human brain essentially. So the, the yeah, I mean, and he he talks about growing up and like the reason that he's obsessed with all these monster movies was because his dad beat on him as a kid and found out that I guess he was a shifter and then called him a monster and he found um, you know solace in these actual monsters that were presented on the screen. Like, just imagine if that dude had found, like, JRPGs, and he'd be, you know, <laughs> turned it into fucking cloud all the time, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, tell me you wouldn't be doing, tell me you wouldn't be doing that. He'd be cosplay <laughs> the best right kind now. of cosplay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Why are you dressed up like Lawtrek? <laughs> it's not a good look on you, Shapeshifter. Anyway. Yeah, this, 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 so he's reaching real slowly towards the thing, the doorbell rings, and then he walks upstairs um, out of it, uh, presumably his basement, and um, it's just a normal fucking house. Yeah. Like it's just like a normal suburban it's neighborhood so normal. house. He, <laughs> he like opens the door with this flourish, and it's a pizza delivery guy. And the d- delivery guy is like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. And there's this exchange where this guy is going like over the fucking top about pizza. Like, is there? Gar- I can't do a, a Dracula yeah, accent. Is there garlic on this pizza. Garlic on this pizza. And he's like, "I don't know. Did you order it with garlic?" <laughs> Like, can you just pay me the money? I got four just... other stops to go to. <laughs> he's like, fine, I'll pay you, but I have a coupon. Like, he's, it's so crazy and if, weird. And- as if Sam and Dean weren't, like, deadpan enough compared to, you know, this role player. They had to just throw somebody in, just some completely unaffected teenager who's just like, dude, please, I just want to get my deliveries done. Can you stop with this nonsense? Just to, just to sh- highlight even more how fucking ridiculous this guy is. And he's, and I meant to mention this earlier, but he's played by uh, Todd Stashwick, who is kind of known for, like, cable TV stuff. Like, I know it from Justified, but he's literally been in, like, hundreds and hundreds of shows. Shit. So, it's really fucking great. Like, I just love it so much. Uh, apparently, he was a Buffy guy. Did you know oh, that? Oh, I did not. Yeah, apparently, apparently he was a Buffy oh. guy. Oh, wow. Uh, so, he finally, he takes the pizzas back, and um, he goes to wake up uh, Jamie, and basically, like, tries to get her to, you know, wear this, like, beautiful dress and say, like, okay, we're going to sit down for pizza and wine. And she's like, what in the fuck are you doing? <laughs> His bedroom is pure Dracula bedroom. Oh, yeah. Like, huge, full like, Drac. four-poster bed, like, full Dracula bedroom. <laughs> it's, it's, this is so fucking preposterous. And she's kind of taking it as preposterous. She's like, what are you doing? Like, I don't, I don't understand any of this until he finally, like, yells at her and scares her. And then, of course, she she puts the robe on and, like, sits down and, like, they're going to, like, have dinner. But that's when he goes into his, uh, oh, woe is me tale about being beaten as a kid and being called a monster and blah, 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 blah. He wants the monster to have the happy ending and all that crap, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's just it goes on for like a long time. Um, luckily, Sam shows up and frees Dean, and they come up and. Uh, Sam goes in by himself for some reason, and I guess have they talked that shifters have like superpowers basically, like they're super strong and can jump real high. And yeah, stuff like I think that. they we, have. We must have covered that yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've seen them a yeah, number of times. He throws now, so. Dean. Yeah, he throws Sam through a wall, <laughs> like yeah. full yep. through a wall. See you, dude. And uh, <laughs> it's really good. Dean comes in. Of course, Sam has the gun and with the silver bullets in it, and that that goes flying. Dean comes in, and like there's a scuffle, but like the shifter just beats the hell out of Dean for a little while. Like there's no, there's no other way to say it. Then Jamie grabs the gun and she's the one who actually, Mm -hmm. uh, fires it and, and puts the shifter down a couple shots right to the chest. And this guy, this, this guy's death is the best because he just like quotes (laughs) some, some, maybe this is the best. Maybe I, you know, this is right. Something, you know, some dramatic movie line that he's just come up with. And he falls dramatically. Tis the beauty, what killed the beast. Yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And he falls back dramatically with his arm outstretched on a chair by, like, you know, the the sun is rising behind him in the window or whatever. And he clearly, like, pretends to be dead, like, a second before he's actually dead. Like, because it, it's just yeah. this dramatic, like, <sighs> and then actually, that he's actually dead. <laughs> but, like, the dude just has so much flourish to his own death. It's actually, like, really, really great. Immediately after he gets shot, too, before he goes into uh, full-on flourish mode, he, like, looks down, and he, like, looks at Dean, and is like, silver bullets? And Dean's like, yeah. He's like, okay. And then, like, does his... <laughs> <laughs> he just had to check to make sure. He's like, is this canon? Yeah, I need to know if I'm going to die for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as much as this guy is a monster, it's, it's he's funny. Yeah, he's 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 extremely funny. Like this is a really funny episode in general. Like it's um it's definitely a gimmick episode. It's definitely a monster of the week. I I really really like the idea of uh shapeshifters like <laughs> dressing up like their favorite monsters and are, yeah. are being just basically like I, I want to say normal people, but like weird people with their weird obsessions, and yeah. then also like using their powers to to go into that. Like the killing stuff is bad, but like if he just killing dressed stuff. up like Dracula all the time, totally cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> oh. Um, we do get some some kind of you know. Uh, wrap up stuff where Dean is making out with Jamie and it's extremely, uh, he pretty much just says like he has been, I don't think he says dehymenated and which I think is kind of a miss, but he's definitely <laughs> been, he's definitely uh, had sex with Jamie yeah. and uh, Jamie is extremely happy about it. Yep. So. Yep. yep. So and he just rides off into the sunset, right? Pretty much. There's a, there's a little bit of back and forth of uh, Dean saying like, if it was me and I wanted to be in my favorite movie, it definitely wouldn't be like old monster movies. <clears throat> and Sam's like, I, I know exactly what it would be. And he's like, no, you don't. And Sam says, Porky's too. <laughs> he says, lucky guess. <laughs> what the fuck? It's been years since I've seen Porky's too. I have no idea like what this reference could be. Like, I looked I, it up, I, but I, I was have still an idea like, what... I don't know. <laughs> what? Like, it's just like, it's one of those like 80s hijinks movies that occasionally show boobs, right? Like, that's all that's it is. That's gotta be what it I, is. Do, do I have that I, right? Maybe it's supposed to imply that Dean used to like watch that when he was young and was like, oh, boobs. Because that seems like the type of thing that Dean would totally like be into. And Sam is like the only one who knows yeah. that. So he's like, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's gotta be like a specific thing for one of the people on the writing team. Like, like, oh, I used to watch that movie when I was a little kid and had, you know, mystery boners that I didn't understand. So let's make Dean have it too. Yeah, it's it's literally like I just pulled up the trailer, and the very first scene of the trailer is a bunch of dudes uh, like looking through a hole in the wall at the women's shower. Okay, so that's I think that that about sums it up. Oh my god! Hold on, no, it's, no, it's not. 
The description on this is, The naughty high schoolers of Angel Beach High now seek revenge on a group of KKK religious fanatics and corrupt politicians who want to shut down their Shakespeare production after they cast a Seminole transfer students in the lead. Holy shit, Chris. Porky's 2 is woke. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) I never expected it to be woke. I thought it was just a booty movie from the early 80s. It's booty movie and it's woke. It's the best of both worlds. Movie, movie. <laughs> it's sexy and progressive. Uh, I might actually sit down and watch <laughs> Porky's too now because why not? God damn, uh, that's fantastic. Just insanity. So yeah, that's pretty much the episode. Like we get, um, that's that's really it. Like they just kind of walk off, and I don't know, Chris. Like this is a solid, it's just a solid trio of episodes. Like two of the best, probably most emotional uh, episodes in the beginning, and then this, like as a follow up, is is really fucking great. Yeah, get used to it because all of season four is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. The next episode, if it's the one that I'm thinking of, is one of my favorite episodes. Yep, it is absolutely. And it's like, like, th- like if you've seen a Dean Winchester gif, like you've probably seen the one from this episode because yeah. it's so funny. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, no. I love. Do you, do you want to close it? Supernatural, and it is yes. very good. <laughs> It's it's very good. These three episodes are also extremely good. Uh, let's 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 finish this episode so we can go about our lives and yeah. you know, watch X Men cartoons or Twin Peaks. Sure. Um, I've been Jeremy. This is Chris. This has Hi. been Monster of the Week. Uh, we are. God, I'm butchering this. Let's scrap that and just start over again. Um, this has been Monster of the Week. You can find us at monsteroftheweek.cool. You can find us at MOTWcast on Twitter if you want to come chat with us about Supernatural. I'm at JG Greer. Chris, you are... At Local Bones. At Local Bones on Twitter. Uh, come chat with us. We love love it, love it, love it when fans come talk to us about Supernatural and ask us crazy questions and everything. Um, if you want to write into the show, monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact. We do feedback episodes at the end of every season, but you don't have to wait till the end of the season to write in. If you write in right now, I've already got a sheet for it. We've already had one question for the season four feedback, Chris. Isn't that amazing? We're only one episode in. Our good, our, our good friend Patches on Twitter, who also likes to talk to us about Supernatural right. and also subtweet us about Supernatural, which is really <laughs> fun, too. <laughs> um... I think that's really about it. Thank you for iTunes reviews. We've gotten a couple of new ones, and that's really great. Don't yeah. forget, you can buy shirts of our episode art. If you want us to make custom shirts for you, just let us know. It's real fucking easy to do. Yeah, apparently. it's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like an hour or two of work. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, check out the shirts and follow us on Twitter and uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And have a great night. Yeah, thanks, guys. Let me lock in that audio track and upload it to you. You ever, do, you ever just fucking lock it in, bro? Dude, usually right after I've smashed that like button. Dude, you lock, it, lock in. it in, you smash the like button, you leave a comment down below. Down below, yeah. Like and subscribe. Yeah, like, do the both. Subscribe. Have to do Leave the both. one down below. Don't forget to smash that.
do you think it would be totally like nonsensical to name the episode Porky's Two as woke? Because I kind of I was that's... thinking that. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also like, do we? Had to go with something like one of the Sam quotes, like whole new level freak or whatever. But I mean, Porky's Do as Woke is pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good episode title. I think uh, we'll see what Autumn says about it too, because I'll let her let's do it early. <laughs> or um, <coughs> who was who was the guy from uh, Twenty Four? What was his name? <laughs> Jack Bauer. <laughs> you mean Fox Bauer? <laughs> Fox Bauer. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Sorry, I'm coughing so much. I'm ruining the outtakes. Are, are you okay? <laughs> Is everything all right? Yeah, no, water just went down the wrong way. Broke-ass mic. I do that, like, every single time that I take a sip of water. Like, I'll be, like, just, like, we're just sitting around, Jess and I, like, watching TV. I'll reach over, grab my water bottle, take a sip, and she's like, no, you better stand up, because you're probably gonna choke. <laughs> I just can't drink water. <laughs> my natural instincts immediately tell me that when I'm taking a sip of water, I should be breathing, you know? My body's like, no, you're not allowed to go underwater. Don't do this. You need oxygen, Chris. You gotta breathe. So as the water's going down my throat, I'm also trying to put oxygen down my throat. And Yeah, you know, that, doesn't, that doesn't work out very It well. doesn't work. I didn't even know you were still there. I'm gonna be honest. I was just gonna tell this story. Hope, hopefully you would find it <laughs> in the future. Yeah. I watch bad movies, but I love bad movies. Like, I can get appreciation for bad movies just because, you know, out of whatever. But, like, I'm not going to make myself watch, like, My Little Pony. No. <laughs> God, there's just too much other stuff to watch. Dude, every right? time like, we I go out, watch My Little Pony. Jess is not on the internet very much. So, she yeah. doesn't know that My Little Pony is a thing now. Well, she does now, but when we started dating, she had no idea. I was about to idea. say, she, she missed. She had no idea. She, she missed uh, some, some stuff. So, we were, like, we were out at, like, Barnes & Noble, the bookstore, just, you know, browsing around. And mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. sees this My Little Pony just section. Just a couple young like, kids on the town. Just a couple young kids on the town. She's like, let me go check out these My Little Ponies. And I'm like, no, Jess, what are you doing? What are you, what are you, what's going on here? And she's like, I just want to look at the ponies. I'm like, you have to explain yourself. Like, is this a thing? She's like, yeah, when I was a little kid, I loved My Little Pony. I was like, okay, well, that, that's different than what My Little Pony is now. All right? We need to, we need to have a talk. Because there's some interesting stuff going on <laughs> these days. <laughs> yeah, we need to... Yeah, Google My Little Pony and then come back to me, and I will explain everything. I don't have a full understanding of what it means to be a brony, but I was introduced to it by seeing a literal video of a guy coming on a pony. That's not, like, on a toy pony. That was, I just was in a forum poking around and see this video, changed me. I didn't see it coming. So, well, I did see it coming. Forums.com. I did. I did see it coming, but I wasn't. I didn't see it coming. Yes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I kind of thought that uh, a lot of that footage was scattered over episodes, right? I didn't realize it was literally all in like the same fucking yeah, paragraph. Yeah, it's like it's it's all it's, there. It was crazy. <laughs> I, I was floored. I'm in there. Tr- you know, I was just, I was dying laughing. I was just cracking up so hard. It's one of like, like the the scene where Dean punches him, and then the scene when they like he makes him Sam makes Dean pull over. Uh, like two of the most emotional scenes in the show. And now I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then followed by, hey, it's the end of the world. Let's go hunt a vampire. Yeah. and then have a monster movie thing. So ridiculous. Uh, what a weird situation. That's. Did I write? Okay, let's let's let's. Let's, do, Let's the do the thing. Can you cut in that entire YouTube video? Just a quick question. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. yeah. 
hundred percent. I need to track down where that music is from to see if I can get some clean copy, a clean copy of the music. That <laughs> or I listened to another one today. It came up in my recommendations. I didn't watch the video. I just because I, I was at work. I just listened to it, and it's up there with like in- intensity. Same similar type of music. I'll have to try and send it to you later. We've um we've talked about this before. My favorite thing about all of these weird supernatural fan videos is that they're obviously like pirating all of the video <laughs> and they're just like cutting it with Windows Movie Maker. So like some of it will be like four by three stretched, some of it will be like sixteen by nine windowed. Like it's there's like eight different formats that the videos go through, all in wildly varying qualities. It's really good. Oh, it's it's the best. <laughs> it's right. Chris, Chris, it's the it's best. The best. <laughs> Um, how do we start this podcast again? I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Jeremy, I'm correct. Okay. <laughs> blood. The bloodline that he's trying to snuff out. Travis. Some things I do. I do sorry, go ahead. go ahead. Travis is a Some pretty I do, ruthless I do, I do. dude. Oh my God, we did it. All right. <laughs> Cut all that out. Cut all that out. I hate when we do that. Just go. Just go. Just go. Wait, are you are you telling me to go? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were about to go. You go. Wait, Hold on, let me do a quick break. I had a feeling you were chewing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I heard some munching going on. No, it's all right. You get hungry. You gotta eat. <laughs> I should have eaten before the thing. I just wanted a quick snack, though. No, I know. It sucks. When you're recording, your, your tummy's rumbling. You're like, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be like you and just, like, literally chew on the podcast. Listen, it's just when I'm starting, okay? It's not, you know... <laughs> my blood sugar gets Jam too low. Strips. I start being a real jerk. <laughs> you start crying to Morrissey yeah. Alves? Don't you do that anyway, yeah. regardless of your blood nah. sugar? <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> now I'm just crying to Supernatural music Excuse videos. Me. Okay. Do what? So now I'm just crying to Supernatural music videos. Yeah, I need to take a deep dive on YouTube one day and see what what kind of ridiculousness is out there. I'm oh sure man, you'll get, you'll get <clears throat> fucked up. It's, yeah. it's crazy <laughs> out there. Autumn's going to go out of town one weekend and I'm just going to sit there with like a six pack and just like... You know, Google Google Cast and just send shit to my to TV. Just just create a giant four hour queue and just see what happens. It's like setting up that joke that they, the stereotypical like wife's out of town, better hit the porn now. You know, rubbing your hands together, lighting <laughs> candles, even going all crazy. You're all lotioning up, but just because you got dry skin, and then just YouTube yeah, put, super, out the tissues, supernatural music video. <laughs> Time for the playlist. And the tissues are just for your tears. Yep. Yep. But <laughs> If we ever have to do a commercial for the podcast, we should pull off something like that. That would be fucking <laughs> yes. great. Oh my god. 